The beginning of the trouble is told through the eyes of a young boy. A teenage girl with a deaf family pursues music. The world turns a blind eye to an extinction-level event. An actor-director turns to the theater to cope with grief. A royal family takes over stewardship of a different planet. A father molds his daughters into tennis stars. A will-they-won't-they romance in the early 1970s San Fernando Valley. A drifter parlays a career as a carny into a big-time hustle. A rancher bullies his brother's new family. And a former Best Picture winner is reborn, singing a tragic love story once more. This time on a very special episode of The Oscar Should Go To, 2021. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... This is going to be very difficult to, A, take very seriously, and B, keep under three hours. Yeah, it's a lot of movies. I mean, clearly, like, the people making these movies were also like, this is going to be very difficult to keep this under three hours, so... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, It's that time again. It's that time of year. It's time for our Oscar podcast. This is the song, of I course, mean, Megan has written uh, with Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> to uh, perform. <laughs> I, he's everywhere, you know? Like, Yeah, he's he came to my house yeah. and we just beat it out. And um, I'm so grateful to him. Yeah. He requested you not do the rapping parts. Is what happened? <laughs> he, he heard you rap and he's like, "That's great." He requested, I'll cut this down. And I I'll request, cut this down and that's the... funny because I requested he not sing. Right. So we sort of came to an understanding. There's a balance there, and that's important. Meg, mm-hmm. how are things? Before we we're, we won't we are not going to chit chat too long because we got to no we gotta we're not going to chit chat because we got to get into yeah. it. Um, uh, we just were talking that my dog has her period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So she's wearing a diaper around, around the house. And I, the, the FYI, we are spaying her, but we have PTSD with our last dog. So we're trying to do everything we can so that she doesn't have cancer. And I didn't mean to bring it down. Great. Good job, Megan. <laughs> we're having fun. Anyway, we're all having fun here just talking about dog <laughs> cancer. We love movies. You know what? I, okay, here's what's happening. I'm going to set the scene for you, listeners at home. I'm sitting at my dining room table. Mm-hmm. The dog is at my feet wearing a little cute little diaper on her butt. Yeah. And uh, next to me. Is Sam Elliott? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I want to talk about that part of the dog piece of shit. I am. I are. don't. That's not a cowboy movie to me. The, the, thing, in, in, the things you guys. In related news, we're I getting know divorced. I know it wasn't a piece the thing, of shit. The thing you guys aren't going to. You're cute not going to. A woman wants to make a cowboy movie. You're not going to believe this, but A. Um, our guest today, as always, for our Oscar should go to uh, podcast, is the great Maddie Smith, back with us. Also, he hey. he actually did that impression for us before we started recording, and neither of us reacted well to it, and yet nope. no. he still no. jumped into it. And the Power of the Dog was one of the no, last movies no. we're going to talk about. Like you could have thought yeah, about so it for a really- while. I I came close to busting out the Lin Manuel as well. <laughs> <laughs> But you're lucky I did. Depend on the best. The sun's on the other side. Okay, no, don't, 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 don't. Philip. <laughs> that's actually not Megan. bad. Okay, that's actually, 
Oh. Uh, in, uh, in related news, we're getting divorced. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, before yeah. we jump into this, I want to I talk about probably the most important thing that's happened in the awards world this week, Megan. Oh, not besides my dog. Yeah. The most important thing besides my dog. Um, okay, yeah. Is that the Academy Museum has announced a new podcast called The Oscar Goes To. Oh. <laughs> this is... This will not stand. This is a direct attack on us and everything we have built over this last hundred plus episodes in four and a half years. And it will, no, it will not stand. We are declaring war today against the Academy Museum, which is lovely. We've both been. It's a <laughs> lovely museum. Great museum. Bruce is they got there. The, the big sh- Bruce the shark thing. They got that Toy Story. Z- z- Zoeotrope. Yeah. Zoeotrope. There we go. Our, our multiple time guest, Andy Stokian, works at the Academy Museum. Um, I have told him he has to pick a side. Um, Everybody has to pick a side in this. Yeah. And listen, if you're listening to this podcast, guess what, bitch? The side's been chosen. Yeah. It's already done. And if My the- son is on the other side. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, do you think we're gonna? You're gonna get like the real Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda on the other fucking podcast, yeah. and nobody needs that. Yeah. He's overexposed as is. Yeah, yeah. Here, you know, like I said, I said on our Twitter, we have several former UCB personalities, you know, friends of Megan and I's that have never and probably never will appear on another podcast outside of this one. <laughs> Friends, friends, that you have a rundown of what a podcast is yeah. like five minutes before yeah. you start recording. Yeah, this is an okay. Un- we're gonna. This is an audio yeah. platform. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna. So anyway, so we just want to say the academy. Fuck you. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You burnt. I went there. I mean, you burnt. You burnt. You you know, you're you're on you can, notice. You know, they can compliment each other. Like they're like the Oscar goes to, no, and you're like, it. and the Oscar should have gone. They to. named it the Oscar goes to. It's sh- that's like. I bet they, you know what? They're ripping us yeah. off. But I feel like you accept their premise. It goes to them, but it should have gone to. If they get, if they get, Ra- if they get Ryan Barr to draw their logo, <laughs> that's it. We're done. That's it. We're done. We're done. Has, he's never even been on the podcast. No. The man who created our logo, yeah. not been on the podcast. That's fine. That's who we are. He's probably never, Honestly, he's, probably never think, listened he's to it either. either. So Probably. Yeah. Let's do this. We're talking 2021. We're talking about the Best Picture nominees. We're sitting here. Two, zero, two, one. We are one week out from the Oscars. Um, last night were the PGA Awards. And a little bit of a shocker. I wasn't surprised. It's who I predicted in my pool. I was. I do. Uh, Coda won Best Picture. So, uh, you know, we're going to get into that movie. But it really looks like it's down to Power of the Dog versus Coda. Um, I, I, I can't imagine either of these other movies actually winning. But... Let's talk about no. what a lot of people is running third in the race. That Coda probably stole its shine, and that is Belfast. 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 <laughs> uh, this Please don't not do this. Not a representation into- of the <laughs> Irish people. <laughs> Please do not do I spent time in fucking Ireland in this piece of shit. Please don't do also this whole tell podcast me what like to Sam live Northern don't. Ireland. And <laughs> we'll, uh... The NRA, don't tell I'm gonna me cut you know his, the NRA. I'm going to cut his mic. Yeah, just cut the audio. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Belfast, which was Craig and I sort of like our like low key prediction for like before we had seen anything just from description alone, that was my pick for best picture right. because I was like, 
it's going to be heartwarming. It's Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. It has it's, it has like you know some gravitas to it, but it's feel good. Yeah. It's black and white. It's black and white. Whatever. It's you know a lot of people said you know it's Roma without the challenging moments of Roma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know so. Yeah, uh, it seemed like early on this was going to be, you know, kind of the more popular favorite to the power of the dog's critical sway. Uh, And then it just sort of dropped off, just didn't didn't fully happen for it. I still think it probably has its supporters and in a weighted ballot probably still will do pretty well. Just because I think a lot, I I don't see Belfast being at the bottom of many lists, even if it's not at the top top. I could see it being like three to six on a majority of voters. A lot of ballots. people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but let's talk about the movie. We should point out, by the way, if you haven't seen any of these movies, as we usually do, even though usually it's been 70 years, we're going to be spoiling things. So yeah. I apologize. We're just not going to, we we're not going to pull our we punches. Go, no, but we do go in alphabetical order. So mm-hmm. you can kind of skip around and skip stuff. If the you don't Belfast like dies at the end. Yeah. <laughs> But then is reborn, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this movie. I mean, I pretty much knew I was going to like it. Right. And it's I, in your blood. I really enjoy- it's in my blood, <laughs> along with um, the, all the alcohol. The, the, my blood alcohol level uh, is high as well. Um, that was a clunky joke, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. We do. We all get it. Um, guys... Guys, I'm drunk. I can't make these jokes. Um, uh, this movie's good. I mean, I don't know. Like, again, <laughs> we were saying this the other day. One thing that I will say that took me out of it is I get that, you know, they're having troubles in the troubles. Sure. But I would propose, did Jamie Dornan or Katrina? I think it's Katrina Balfi. Balf, yeah. Did they ever... Balf, did they ever think about just maybe going to be models? Maybe they could just, if they had like money problems, they could just model. Well, yeah, we talked, I think we talked about this on pod. Uh, she had just seen Belfast, but yeah, right. it also is like she's like a, she's like a modern dancer and like he, mm-hmm. like, we did, yeah, he has like a wonderful this, yeah. singing voice. Like, they've got like, avenues it seems like yeah um because yeah. i think we talked we talked about this on pod also that it's you know it's nice that kenneth branagh's like recollection of his young parents is they were the two hottest people to ever live like yeah. they're very gorgeous. very very complimentary very complimentary very gorgeous i think she's great in it i mean i think everybody i think the kid is a great and he was not annoying at all he's like I yeah enjoyed. he's like the perfect amount of precocious like yes. he's precocious enough that you're like, oh, that's a cute kid. But at no point are you like, all right, now you're a little cloying. All right. Yeah. Like get, take it back. Yeah. Calm down. Calm yeah. down, kid. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I like this movie. It's, I like this movie. Do you want to do, do you have any thoughts, Maddie? I think this movie was exactly what I expected it to be. It, it's like, it just took no swings. Right. Like I, you know, like it, so it, yeah. it was safe. So it like is not, it has a low ceiling, but it also has kind of a low floor, but it was just like delightful. And it's made by a filmmaker who's great and we know how to tell and, he knows how to tell the story, mm-hmm. but like it didn't, I don't know, even I like, I guess I wish like the version that's a little better would have gotten even a little bit more into like the conflict and, right. and our, like what was going like the politics of it. Like I know it touched on it, but like, I don't know, those were like pretty dark times for a lot of people. And like, I don't know, it could have been more like intense and stuff. Like instead it felt like, it felt like 80% delightful times and then every now and then it would cut to like, oh, they're throwing Molotovs or whatever, like it or, yeah. or whatever, like dangerous happening. And it kind of. I don't know, put in and out of that. And I like, 
I don't know. I just wanted to see more of that. And I know that it's a personal story. So no one in his life was like actually fighting like his dad refused or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how much of it is true story. Actually, I honestly haven't looked at like what. I mean, I know he is. left. I know his family left. I know his I, and his dad. Like, I don't know if his dad was being recruited. Yeah, there his, or what. well, his dad did famously have an an incredible like Roberto Clemente esque arm where he could uh, just well, he that could too. toss also, he could toss a brick very like three hundred yards <laughs> they, and knock a gun out of someone's hand. That look, that's, I love that it. Was, I love a good setup and payoff. Yeah, yeah. I love a good setup and payoff, yeah. but that felt like the most like un, like like obvious like oh they showed him throwing a ball so that he can yeah. Knock, what does he knock a gun a out gun, of a guy's hand? A gun, yeah, which is insane, like, which is a risky because even like, like Randy Johnson probably couldn't do that, like, with any sort of cert, like, no, like Randy Johnson wouldn't be like, I'm gonna risk my like family, son's life by stepping out and throwing a baseball at your hand, yeah. Um, but um, so like, like, yeah, like that stuff just was felt like it was like. And, and that's almost why it felt there's like a tacked on feel to some of that stuff. The, but like otherwise, like the performance are delightful and it was I, just delightful to watch. I think you can make some of it work. I don't think they do. I don't think there's enough stylistically that this is how it happens. I think you could mm. make that work and you could make like his dad being this like amazing singer and his mom this like gorgeous dancer. If it seemed, even though the story is like through the eyes of like the young Kenneth Buddy character. Mm-hmm. It's not really from his perspective. And I think if you made it more slightly from his perspective, then that stuff would work because you'd be like, well, this didn't happen, but this is how it's like a wistful, wistful nostalgic perspective. Yeah. 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 It's a fantasy, like more of a fantasy type type thing of like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a a good point. But then the, but then the, the troubles stuff, the, 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 um, you know, civil war stuff would be even more watered down, I think. Or like, you know, yeah. it, then but it also could be scary. I feel like that's like a weird thing movies do when it's like the kid's perspective is like it like lightens what the danger yeah. is. But I feel like I don't know, maybe I was this this type of kid to be terrified me, all the let time. Let me stop you. You definitely were. <laughs> I was very you anxious, are that type of anxious, person. terrified child and human. But like I feel like you could go in the other direction and just make it even more intense. And I'm also interested in yeah, that. Like I, your dad's yeah. a he- your dad is like this bright magical hero and your mom's this fantastic. Yeah, I do. I do feel like all yeah. of those yeah, moments, woman, unlike, you know, like <laughs> there's like, you know, to compare it because it's straight comparable to Roma. And obviously those characters are older, but like, you know, we've talked about that one uncut, uncut scene that goes from like the riots into her being rushed to the hospital and she's giving yeah. birth mm-hmm. and everything. But like the supermarket riot, the when we first see the group at the very beginning of the movie, like I think that stuff could definitely be like scarier. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like when they're stealing like food at the supermarket, like, yeah, the problems that they're stealing yeah. and stuff. And I get that mom side of that part of it. But like, aside from that, I'm like, oh, that would be for me, a child with like people like breaking windows yeah. would be like fucking nuts. Yeah. Like I'd be terrified. And that would be, I would feel so small in that moment yeah. and confused. Like there wasn't like as much of a confusion. Like, like I think that's also what it would be if it was more of the kids specific like, perspective would be confused. I sort of disagree. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, li- I liked when I thought that was very, uh, very real and effective when he stole the, first of all, it's funny when he stole the washing laundry powder. detergent, yeah. washing powder or whatever. And then whatever he said about it. And then the, the mother marched him back in to put it back into the store as the store was being yeah. looted. Um, and I think that I, that I think was... that did happen. I just think that the I oh I think the story is interesting. And I like the dichotomy sure. of it. I just think like 
the actual riot moments. And then particularly like when she brings him back, I think that surrounding can be, could have been scarier for me. Yeah. And yeah. more threatening. Yeah. Well, I think, I, yeah, I, I think this also does like what I'm, what I'm like, we're pu- it's, this is pushing it into being a different movie from like the one he wanted to make too, though. Yeah. So yeah. Sure. Like, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Like this is just pitching another yeah. movie. I think he made the movie that he wanted yeah. to make. It and was did very a good enjoyable. Job. It was a great watchable I thought all, watchable I movie. thought particularly the scenes <laughs> with, uh, buddy Jude Hill's character and, Judy Dench and Kieran Hines were great. Like I thought he yeah. like really shined in those scenes with his grandparents. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, Kieran Hines. Love that guy. Love that guy. Always great. Love that guy. Always great. Nice great to see him be a nice old, nice grandpa. I yeah. also kind of like the choice because we know, if you know enough about it, you know, buddy becomes Kenneth Branagh. I liked that, uh, like the stage stuff and some of the later movies were in color when everything else was in black and white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that yeah. was like kind of what was like taking him out of it because we know arts is like what he ends up flocking to. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I like I, I like thought that, that was too. a that good was choice. Cool. Yeah. 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 And also when he's watching that episode of West Side Story and he's like I could do this. That episode of West Side Oh, no, what was the shit? What's the shit? Wild Oops. Wild West. Wild Wild West. You fucked Wild up. Wild West. You fucked <laughs> up, you dumb fucking stupid yeah, it joke. It doesn't matter. You it fucked up, Sam. You remember, fucked remember, up. When you, remember when he was in Wild Wild West, though? <laughs> <laughs> he was in a wheelchair, and it was a very racist movie. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> also, um, uh, you know, I always watch all these movies <laughs> twice, famous. and the second time through, I didn't like a lot of the music choices. I think the first really? time I was just like, oh, I like Van Morrison, even though he's a piece of shit anti-vaxxer. Um, yeah. And then the second time through, I was like, eh, this stuff is a little clashy for me. I don't know. I fucking love Van Morrison so much, even though he's a piece of shit anti-vaxxer <laughs> that we saw at the Hollywood Bowl. Is he anti-vaxxer or did he just want to get back Maybe to work? Maybe he just wanted to get back to work. I don't know. I think he's but anti-vax I've, because when the Academy too? came out with their thing that was like... All oh, the nominees okay. have to be have to be, but the presenters don't. Everyone was like, "Is this solely so Van Morrison can perform uh, a okay. song that's nominated?" Okay. Well, because yeah, because I remember the only thing I ever saw was that he was like, he just wanted to start doing concerts again, like in April 2020. (laughs) He's like, we're ready to go back. Well, we saw, yeah, we saw him live. We saw him live, and he truly is a man who, like, I love him, I love his work, but he like truly hates his audience. Yeah, (laughs) like he's not interested in playing you things you want to hear. He looks mad to play Brown Eyed Girl. He's like, I I have not played Brown Eyed Girl in thirty-five years, and I will never play it again. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he was pissed. He was pissed for sure. Um, but I do love the music, so I don't know. I mean, again, that's why I'm surprised that this movie is being. I, I'm surprised we can get into it. We'll, we will. Is Coda the next one we're talking? It is about? BC. Okay, great. So let's can we transition? Let's do this it. This is what I have to say. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. So I want to keep when I say Bristol, um, Belfast makes sense to me. Has kind of like the pedigree or whatever. Coda. Coda, Coda, Coda. Okay, so this is another like heartwarming, whatever, smaller story about a fam. I mean, much smaller than Belfast, like in that there's not like a civil war going on. But a story about a family of deaf, uh, who can't hear, deaf deaf mom, deaf dad. Coda, for those who don't know, stands for child, child of deaf adults. Child of Deaf and Adults. Okay. I actually And it's a that. musical term. The great. That's also true. Thank you, Matt. And we <laughs> layers. <laughs> okay. Craig and I texted about this a little bit. I would have liked this movie, I think, so much more if it hadn't been nominated for Best Picture. Right. It is 
kind of baffling to me. I mean, I, I, I guess maybe like the representation of, um, the, of non-hearing people is, is important and that's good. It is, it is a, it is kind of a, a, a wisp of a movie. Uh-huh. It is a, it is a fine movie. I, I cannot, I don't understand. Help me. So please. I think it's two things. I think because I think what helps it maybe for some people over Bell fast is it is tackling something much smaller. I think probably like the mm-hmm. biggest like hit on Belfast and we kind of even talked about it is that it kind of just takes place during the troubles and it's, you know, the reason really they have address. to leave, but it, it barely addresses it. I did want to say if people want to see a, a cool movie that kind of takes place more in the middle of it, uh, this movie 71 that came out a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, it's great little, uh, flick about the troubles is about a soldier that gets caught on the wrong side, basically mm-hmm. good act, okay. good action film. Um, the other thing is, and I agree, like, I think I even said to you and um, our friend Andy Stokan, like, hates Coda. Like, he's, like, very, like, what the hell is going on with this movie? In rewatching it, because I liked it quite a bit the first time I saw it. In rewatching it, it, it is a lot harder to understand once you see it through the lens of a Best Picture nominee. I still think the last 25 minutes really gets people in their feelings and I think yeah. it has that over a lot of the other movies nominated in that I think the first hour and a half is kind of slow and some of the acting is not great and some of the script is not great. And then I think I think the last 25 minutes, even if it's treacly, is very effective on a lot of people. And I think that's what's kind of boosted it is that you look at a movie like we'll talk about it in a minute. But for me, like I like Dune a lot more on a second watch, but I still think the last 45 minutes of that movie is far inferior to the first hour and 45 minutes of that movie. So I think yeah. that, I think when you have a movie like that, it hurts you like in a, in a conversation like this, because people come out of the movie being like, ah, like on a downbeat, as opposed to coming out like with Coda, I feel like by far the best 20 minutes of the movie are the last 20 minutes of the movie. I get that, but I, be, but the it doesn't, I get that. But as somebody who like, you know, cries at fucking commercials and shit. Like I was not affected by, I was not affected by the end. Oh, see, and I, I think maybe, okay. I think maybe it's because I just didn't really like, there's a part where she goes into the, um, the auditorium and they're like, Oh, you don't really have a background in music. Like right. it's just, you've just started doing music or whatever. And she's like, yeah. And again, my theater school, mine was like, yeah, you did. You did just start doing music. So I don't really care right. whether or not you get into Berkeley because like, I don't a super, but like, okay, you sing. Right. Fine. Yeah. A lot of people sing. Like, I don't know that this is, I don't see this as being, being like a dream for you. Yeah. Oh, I also, also I don't think she would have gotten into Berkeley. And honestly, like, I think the performance and going in is like, is like good. The scene that I think is actually like sort of the top of the movie is when she's singing and the dad is like feeling her throat to feel the vibrations like that. By far, that's the best scene. But that's, that thing to me. Sorry, this is why, I mean, again, like, I am, like, I don't want to, I don't like it when Megan and I are so similar right. in our thoughts, but I kind of feel the same way. I don't either. But, um, <laughs> I don't but either. I, like, that scene to me is, like, the scene I was expecting from the first minute sure. of the movie, yeah. though, you know? And that's why I'm, like, it was, sure, it was, like, it was, I did, it did, it was effective, so, like, emotionally, but it also was, like, why that movie went nowhere surprising or, 
or interesting with what it was doing or telling the story. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, obviously, okay, this movie's about a girl who's a singer and she has deaf parents. They're going to listen to her sing. By no, yeah, and I, and I totally get that. And so I was like, oh, here's that scene that, yeah. that I expected. I just feel the whole movie is kind of like the simplest beats I just of felt like story. I just felt like it nailed that scene. And we'll talk about a movie, a couple movies. We're going to talk about it. It's a much better movie. I'm not saying Coda is anywhere in its league. But for me... The biggest downside to drive my car is I feel like the one thing they don't nail is for me the emotional like like his emotional breakdown at the end of the movie mm-hmm. doesn't work. Like it's the worst scene in the movie for me. So I think the fact that even if you were expecting this the whole time, I was expecting to drive my car. And again, I think drive my car is a much better film than this. But like I don't think they nailed that one moment. And for Coda, I'm like, I mean, they got like even if we're all expecting it, like, I feel like they got that moment. And for a lot I, of voters, yeah. that might be enough, you know? It feels like the, like, you know how Pee Wee's, like, you know, Jennifer Hudson, like, won her Oscar for the... One song. For, she sang yeah. for that one song. Yeah. For, she sang the song, she won the yeah, Oscar. Yeah, Anne Hathaway so, sang the song, won the Oscar. Sang the song, won yeah. the Oscar. So for me, it, it, her singing the song with the dad feeling the vibrations or whatever, if that happens, that will, it will win the Oscar because of that one scene. And I just don't, that's, that seems bananas to me yeah. to win because of one scene. I agree. It, I also want to say, I also want to say, it's talking of the first like hour plus of the movie. The humor in this movie doesn't work for yeah. me. I agree. I don't think it's, I don't think that's, fine. it's, I, the, it's, like, it's just a weird, it's corny. It's, 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 a, it's really weird. It's a weird, yeah. it's a very it's weird tone. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, it's a strange the, tone. The sex stuff, yeah. yeah, is just it also is like does a lot of it. Like it's one joke, and it does it. It hits it really hard of like the embarrassing sex, oh, sex positive parents yeah. that like is fine, but uh, also I it really relies past, on it for a best picture nominee. I guess, uh, yeah, also like. we talked about this, but I really couldn't get past the thing of like they're like the the boy is over and they hear them having sex or whatever. And then it, and she's so embarrassed and flips the lights or whatever. And then the next scene, it cuts to the parents giving like a very awkward talk to the two of them. And, and again, the humor doesn't work. And the girl is just like, like you should go like, no leave. And he, and anyway, point is how, why, why would they even sit down? Like if she was so eager for him to leave, why wouldn't, yeah. Why would she be like, like what happened? That must yeah. have been. So then the parents got up, they got dressed, what they went the downtown, thing? they went downstairs, they were like, they'd already, they'd already, Megan, this. they'd already been downtown. They'd already been downtown. Oh. Sorry. But also, like, but also in that scene, any, it also, like, they, that's like the whole movie's kind of written like this. They bent over backwards but it also to make has, these jokes. Well, yeah, just, but also, Megan, like, and Megan, they set up those jokes. Megan, they'd already bent over backwards. Bent, yeah, they'd already bent over backwards. Okay, okay. That's not. All right, now I have to think about what I'm going to say for Craig and Rosette. But I was going to say, they also, like, the way, like, the laziness kind of to that scene and to set up the way the comedy set up is also like throughout the whole movie in that like, Oh, did they not also talk before they got down to the living room? Like right. it's like they psychically agreed to meet at the living room and like, it's like, Oh, she would have just said, Oh, he's here to study. Like, and, and the, this whole awkward scene of them being like thinking he's there to like have yeah. sex and then giving sex advice. And she's, and she doesn't even say it that she's like, Oh God, guys. And it's like, you just say like, he's here to, we're here to work on our music project, but that's so or we're here to work on school. But that's indicative and like, of Oh, the you whole... didn't say this while walking down the stairs. Yes. You didn't say this. Like you but didn't, but that's indicative of the this. whole, the that's problem with the whole, whole movie. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said. The whole yeah. movie is like, kind of like, Oh, it doesn't really exist in a real world. Cause it's like just 
getting to the beats and like the family going in at the end, like going into our audition, other people are not allowed in your audition. Yeah. They say this, but also like they're really not. And it is so, I really honestly, what totally undercut that scene is when the judges look back and see the family sitting like, there and they're like, huh, oh. mm. and they like smile and so happy. Like they're no not fucking allowed. way. No, like, get them out of there. Be, there, would be, there, would be for, there would be like a junior from Berkeley, like that would be at, the thing to make sure no yes. one went up to the balcony. Like, yeah, yeah. rushing yeah. up. Yeah. That, but also, like, they would, like, they set up the judges are so tough and, like, they're doing, and it's a serious I mean, situation. It's difficult. It just is all like, it's playing the beats as it wants I, just to whatever here's the thing. is. I, it's, I would 100% earnest. I buy the, script. her family sneaking in to watch the audition more than I buy her teacher being able to walk in and play the audition. Like, yes, that's, yes. Well, that too. That's, yes. <laughs> also, but that yes. too is the same thing. Yeah. It's also, like all these why? beats are just like, for, and also the judges. Also, the, the teacher, let me just say, I mean, in a totally different movie and in the big why like literally she's like a like he's hears her sing one time and he's like all right you know what i'm gonna help you i'm gonna help you get into berkeley i'm like she hasn't shown any passion yeah. for yeah she's not music interested at in all. this either she has a nice voice a good voice and so and all of a sudden you're like you know what that means I'm gonna fucking work. I'm gonna work with you every day after school for just to, on this one song. You know, I it's, it's unclear what they were working. I on. said this. I said this to Megan. One thing this movie does do really well, and I don't know that they're doing it on purpose. In fact, I don't think they are. Um, is they do make you realize how fucking lame high school choir is. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very but, effective. With but I I think they want us to think this is like a really like a pretty like pitch perfect esque like good show choir where it really it's like. No, they're pretty bad. They kind of suck. Like, yeah. this is yeah, lame as hell. Like, that concert that they give in the middle of the day, question mark, where, like, some, like, it's like the auditorium's half full. I was like, uh, you know what? The, now, the more we talk about this movie, yeah. uh, the more I think it sucks. Well, also, it's also not about music. Like, it's not about, like, there's very little music in it. For yeah. a movie about music yeah. and about singing and about her finding her voice and passion for this thing. There's so little music. And the songs she that sings they one chose song essentially throughout the whole wild, thing. Wild, by the way. Yeah, but also like they, it's she. And they're sex positive. Like, we don't see, we don't see her like learn to love it and what it really does for right. her. Like we the don't see other than she like kind of enjoys doing this activity yes. is almost all that's presented. The idea of a seventeen-year-old singing their big song that they're going to sing is both sides now is laughable. Go get some life experience, bitch, and then come back to me and sing both sides. Yeah. Listen, it's well, a that good, just feels, okay. that a good feels song. like it's for. It's, it's a great song. I mean, it's a song for people who are the age of Oscar voters. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It, it feels, and, and that's what it, that's also, it's, like, I was saying to Megan, like, we set up, like, that the dad loves rap music or whatever at the beginning as a joke, and it's like, what Never if there was off. a song that was, what if she sang Hard Out Here for a Pimp? I don't know, something that had, like, a singing part well, to I it think, that was a rap well, song that her dad thing, liked. But the idea like, is he something lo- that includes her family and experiences to but, put onto that stage he, instead of just being a good singer. Well, first of all, it's so basic. He, this movie does he, suck. He, this movie's bad. Here's the Hallmark Channel. First thing, he likes rap music because of the vibration, which does pay off later when he feels her throat to feel the vibration. B, uh, both sides. No, because that's something that any deaf both, person yeah, does. Is but feel, here's the thing: is, yeah. both. Know, it's not a person. It's not personal both to them. Si- None of both, this movie's personal. Both sides now, I think, does make sense for her because she is a hearing person living in a deaf world. So I do understand that choice of song. I think that but is it's his a choice stretch. of song. It's the teacher's I think that's choice a stretch. And, and she didn't pick it. He picked sure. it. The teacher picks all these musics. Music, musics. He picks all these musics. I do want to he say all these one musics. other thing before I move on is, um, so there's the big... I don't want to move on. I want to make this a CODA podcast. I want to make this a 
Coda sucks, but it's just a, but it's just a song that it's like it's not like she has the revelation of like oh I like this like it's just he's like you're gonna sing this song and then she right and I know that we song. need that for and then she sings that song. I get that and I know we need that for a movie but also like you wouldn't fucking as a senior in high school you wouldn't pick a song that had like you could personally connect with either. Yeah, you know and I would no, and but I would, I'm not the I know, star and I, of a and movie. I wouldn't make you a movie know, about myself. You know what myself. my monologues like, would be were a bad, to get that into NYU? That's nowhere near as good as West Side Story. Yes, <laughs> I did, guys. I did. So I did Love, Valor, Compassion, and The Real Thing as my monologues yeah. that got me in NYU. I didn't have any personal connection with either of those things. I don't care. Well, I, she did the real and of, and, I did Craig, the real Queen of What this movie does is like it tells what you just said in a completely different voice of like it was great. Craig did Love, Valor, and Compassion, and it meant a the movie was like almost like a comedy or snarky about it and like commenting on the like well then you're saying how we look well back then in a way you're saying it did sort of work because i thought your whole point earlier was no, like it doesn't, it doesn't make I'm saying any it doesn't choice it doesn't. for her to do that song it doesn't it doesn't it's it's lazy it's just that's what i'm saying like it, it acts like it, it acts like you seeing love Valor, and compassion was great just because you did it and because you sang it well if you sang it well you know babe we're back on you and I are back married again. Um, That's it. I just wanted to say that, you know, there's this scene where um, they lose their license because she's not on the boat. Um, and then she's like, this isn't my fault. And it's like, that's ah, kind of your fault. <laughs> Wait, also, but that also, no, that pissed yeah. me off too. That it was like, your fault. Has the, the dad supposedly has been fishing for like decades. Like this is well, but he didn't always, and, like, he didn't always, he seems so unaware. But I'm sure he, I'm sure fishing. he probably in the past also had like a hearing person on the boat with him obviously like his kids had not been doing it with him forever so he would know so he would know that he needs that like he's yeah. so he's so incredibly stupid that he like well it was one his job I mean, for decades no, it's, it's not... one day and he you know he probably they did, probably didn't think of it morning of when she didn't show up i bought uh, but they have a monitor there like this, they didn't know, the, my, they didn't know the monitor bigger... was going to be there that day they all say no, that but they bigger... know she's there when she gets on the boat like they see her no, and they no, let no. Her see, on. see that i bought all that my bigger thing was the monitor didn't realize that yeah. they were dead and also, until, yeah, until they, they were like in the middle out. of the ocean i was like oh, what did you think was like yeah. such a lazy they were just movie ignoring totally you? this movie's totally. gonna win for sure this movie's definitely all right this is gonna be another all right then let's this movie's gonna it's bananas to me, but fine. Okay. Here's, this the, here's the thing. This, 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 this movie is the reason why this podcast exists to save Here's the thing. I, I just, wanna, I just want to say this because we won't have another pod before the Oscars. If this movie wins, I still think since like 2000 and like in the last 10 years, it'll still only be like the third most embarrassing movie to win because I think Green Book and The Artist are still worse than this movie is. No, Green Book. I think that's well. true. I think both of those things are true. Yeah. I think both of those things are true. All right. But Green Book in a weird way makes I think more Green Book's a better me. made film. Yes. It's However, a made film. given the material and everything, I think it's, it's, perspective, it's, it's yeah, more it's, embarrassing yeah. that it won. Yeah, yes, I the agree. thing it wants to say yeah. is more. I agree. But it made sense to me more that it went that it won. It's the, what's interesting to me about this is it I'm I'm surpri- I will be more surprised because yeah. it feels so but also just the story of this was just like I just, her parents are kind, have an issue with her singing and then she does sing and then they're like, okay, actually we're okay with this. I just think it's super, I there think it's, I like think it's very like unchallenging for and for, for it to win, it's yeah. just showing like people like just didn't want to be challenged this year. They're tired of being yeah, challenged Bell, by the then, world. Right. So then my question is why not pick Belfast? Is it because it has the power of Apple? Coda has the power of Apple? No, because, it? because, it like be, sort of no, because Netflix has never won a best picture. So I don't think it's a streaming thing at all. Like okay. if anything, I think like if there was a, like Belfast actually makes more sense for that reason. I think if like power of the dog wasn't on Netflix, even maybe like 
it would have been a wrap already because I think there are still holdouts just against Netflix, weirdly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, speaking of Netflix, let's talk about Megan's other favorite movie of the year, which is Don't Look Up. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. This I can't. This is we're we're going to be here for we're going to be here all night, guys. We can't. I can't. I, this is the last movie that I watched, and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like this because I don't. I, uh, I'm not a huge Adam McKay fan. Yeah. I didn't love um, uh, Vice. No, the fucking one big with short. Margot Robbie and the, the big thing, short. The big short. Um, I don't love that type of. I don't like it. It's not my thing. And um, I and then some people were like, No, it's kind of good, Christy Miller. No, it's kind of good. Wow, what a call out to your friend. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and um, I fucking hated this movie. I just, and I think what it is, and I, 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 I thought about it a lot, because I had to like break it up. I was so annoyed by it. I think what it is, is there's two people that I liked in it, and that is Jonah Hill and um, Kate Blanchett. Really, Kate Blanchett, because I felt like she was playing... Uh, like the movie is a parody. Like it's like the, it's whatever you can make. It's a metaphor for climate change. It's the, the, you know, whatever the whole thing it's a, but it's a big over the top sort of parody thing. But, and everybody in it is playing these like parody type characters basically. So it's not funny. It's a hat on a hat. Be Kate Blanchett, be like a, like a, you know, a, dialed up version of an actual real person like a you know some well I, th- I think I think I want to give a shout out because I think Tyler Perry does a good job of that as well yeah Tyler Perry too he has less to do yeah. because right uh, he, doesn't he doesn't have, have the, the rela- yeah. like, relationship with Leonardo DiCaprio but like the two of them are I'm like that makes sense to me those people are like like that's like real people yeah. existing in this kind of like heightened situation everybody else I'm like no one is would behave like this. Like your Mar- Mark Rylance's character, the Elon Musk type thing. I was like, this is insane. There is no person that would do this that, that is like this. It's you're playing a crazy parody character in a movie that's already a crazy parody. I hated this movie. It's just not. It wasn't. And the, again, it goes back to it's not funny. It wasn't funny at all. I didn't laugh. I'm done. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Sit. I said it was going to be Just three hours. <laughs> Just let that sit, guys. This movie's not good. If you think this movie is good, tell me where you laughed. Tell me what you thought was good about it, please. Um, I did think some of the Jonah Hill stuff was funny. I don't think it necessarily okay, the- works in general, like in the film, but like as like one-off lines, I thought he was kind of funny. Yeah. Jonah Hill stuff as a good works- comedic actor doing what he does. Yeah. Well, the Jonah right? Hill stuff yeah. works because Jonah Hill is fucking funny, and when he throws the fucking chips or peanuts or whatever in it or like she's like i mean he's funny like he, you, he has some good luck do you think that meryl streep is president orlean is that a callback to adaptation or i was like <laughs> what are the chances she's <laughs> oh, played two characters thing. with the last name orlean and that's her really odd I mean, that is that. weird uh, terrible both like not a fun performance at all from her but this movie i feel like this movie any chance that it being funny was so undercut by it, like by the self-importance of being like, but we have to make sure that this is really important yeah. and that people know this is important. Like, so like any, it's like, this is actually a thing guys. This is really a thing. And people are like this. Like it felt like the movie's voice kept wanting to say that. So then anytime it could be funny or, or lighter, like lighter or slapstick or goofy, like it just, it, it really and just, and honestly, it. you know what? I, I don't think it would have been a better movie, but I think I would have had a little more respect for it if it had just done that. 
Yeah. Because, like, you know, he does that. He does, you know, Adam McKay has to be Adam McKay. So he does, like, those, like, super titles early in the movie where he's like, this is an actual thing. This is a real thing. But then he never does it again. It never does again. That would, like, I I also am not, like, the biggest, like, big short fan, but at least, like, he continues doing what he's doing throughout the movie. Yes. Whereas this, I'm like, if that's going to, if this is going to be the Adam McKay style that you always do, like, keep doing it. Like, you can't, like, drop it. 10 minutes into the yeah. movie. It's such like a totally. weird choice. Totally. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I, and then I just also like, I like the weird, I was like, what are you trying to tell me when you're like, you're Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence see that like, Oh, they fumble it again. They're idiots. The world's going to end cut to hippos. Cut like a quick clip of hippos in Africa, cut to like an indigenous person on in the Amazon on a canoe, cut back to Mark Rylance as an idiot running an Apple conference. Like, what are you saying? Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? Like, it felt like so, I don't know, just like a film student just throwing shit in and like making it up as it go along yeah. and not having like a plan. Like, it felt like it had no plan to what it was doing and it just kind of went and then was like written straight through and then it didn't go back to edit or something. It really like... I don't know. Like I just this. Ugh. It almost. It also almost. <laughs> it also almost felt like a lot. Like part of it was like cast before the script was finished. Like yes. that they had yeah. to throw yes. in the Chalamet character because they had cast him and they didn't have a part for him. Yeah. Because none of that stuff I feel like makes any sense at all. And I any sense at all. And I do kind of like the end of the movie. I like how absolutely brutal yeah. it is. That yeah. there's yeah. not like some like last second, and, a, and I love Melanie Linsky, yeah. and I and again these are all good actors. Who doesn't? Yeah. Mm-hmm. These yeah, are all good great, actors. It's a so great that, cast, just used so weirdly, so poorly. Yeah. it's the character. I was saying, like, it's I don't know that I've seen a movie where I really felt like the choice in characters was the problem. Like the people it chooses to follow are not the right people. Like it doesn't choose to follow. I don't know. It chooses to follow Meryl Streep so much more than it should follow. Like. Right. The, the the character that would be played by like a like comedic actor like a lower like a lower level like comedic actor like li- like they're living their life or being a scientist or something like it follows like the high people in power a ton yeah. like it the, so the dynamics are just weird yeah. and there's and so anytime like these people interact is just so weird and forced of like like when you'd have like Tim Cook and the president in the room with Kate Blanchett yeah. like that's not the people I care. The, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's just such a weird force, like pulling together of characters that like shouldn't be together. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm mad. I'm mad. I want to go back to talking about <laughs> Belfast guys. Can we go back to, let's pretend. To let's go back to, I Belfast. do want to, oh, Coda's way better than this. I feel bad about like, can I, yelling about Coda? Coda now. Can, can I, can I, can I tell you what I think the, like the worst, uh, plot thing in the movie though is, I mean, what? is the fact that we're supposed to believe a doctoral student at the university of Michigan is dating a celebrity journalist in New York? How do they know each other? Why would that? Why are they together? <laughs> <laughs> great question. Great again. Great question. Uh, also, I love that they had to make her look like they gave her like some very questionable bangs and whatever because otherwise she'd be like an absolutely gorgeous like like whenever they have to like dowdy up. Jennifer Lawrence. Just Megan, I feel like, like you're going to have to get used to the fact that movie stars know, are movies, good looking people. Movie stars are good looking the people, people in the movies, hmm. attractiveness wise, are not going to be representative I know, I know, of I, the real I, world. You know what? I think we've all come to terms with that. You know what? You as like just a regular, as just a, as just a regular looking girl, it's real. <laughs> it's it is, and I, who just looks at herself in the mirror? I don't know where I'm going with this. Guys. Yeah, go on, keep it. <laughs> what do you have to say, Megan? I, I'm interested in this line of thinking and work goes good. I don't know, you know, I just like, I just... 
Um, These people are pretty. <laughs> but I think also, like, it kind of annoyed me because, like... Well, that's also a thing. That's also it, a, a bit in the... Well, hang on, hang on. I had a okay, play. I had, yeah, I'm rolling here. I oh, had, Leonardo I had DiCaprio a is a hottie. Leonardo DiCaprio, as the hot guy, I'm like... What like? Well, that guys, happens are we, though. Are that we always happens. Like gorgeous Jennifer Lawrence here. Like, what is? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and also That's true. as a big as a as a Leonardo DiCaprio stan, not his hottest work. No, but I do think Jack that does Dawson, happen. Where like the scientist guy, not. what's the what's the guy with the board on CNN that you like? That oh, nerd. Steve Kornacki. Yeah, like there's always those guys well, that and like honestly, get hyped, like, and so there's real beats to it. I just am like, oh, the way it goes with it is not that, the funny way. That, to go I just with like it. his khakis. Well, there there are like some some of the satire like that when they first like are doing like the presentation about their first like time on the show, and it was like tweets where people were like, I like Daddy Asteroid, man. I was like, I mean, that yeah. is yeah. 100% something yeah. that would happen when someone was announcing yes. the end of the world. Absolutely. No, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're, I, th- I, I mean, I believe that, but I also, I just was like, the Jennifer Lawrence character, I, I think Jennifer Lawrence, they did her a great disservice. Like, yeah. maybe yeah. the best, dis- the yeah. biggest disservice of everybody in the movie. Yeah. It is the thing of, like, yeah, you would have because she's supposed to be the voice too. of reason. Like yeah. she's the one that like found it. She's like the, the, the voice of reason throughout. And yeah. she was... They they did yeah. nothing well, with her. They gave her no jokes. They gave her nothing fun to do yeah, well, at all. Well, I think also, like, it's kind of like I'm like, yeah, it would happen. Like, a lot of this movie is, like, what would happen. Right. Which isn't necessarily fun or interesting to watch, and it's on the movie then to, like, have something interesting to say about yeah, it. Well, we but it didn't going, really... It, it didn't really... It's like, yeah, this would happen and we be kept a depressing. Going, and we kept we, going... This is, cr- like, okay, so, so Jennifer Lawrence goes on... They go on this, like... I don't. Is it supposed to be like the Daily Show, like or whatever? Like a morning, like, good morning, like a good morning, America, whatever. Some morning show, and 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 they say there's an asteroid. We're all gonna die, and everybody's like, "You're crazy," and and the movie wants us to be like, "No, she." Look, the movie wants us to be like, "Isn't it awful that the rest of the world is saying she's crazy?" No, it's not. That would be my reaction if somebody went. If I was watching fucking Regis and or no, sorry, he hasn't been on a long time. If I was watching Hoda oh, Hoda and Kathy aren't together. <laughs> if I was watching, I don't even know Hoda and the, Jenna. The, isn't the, it Jenna Bush now? I think. Sure. If it was fucking Jenna <laughs> Bush, if somebody went on Jenna Bush's show and was like, "There's an asteroid that's going to crash into Earth and kill us," I'd be like, "This is not where." This doesn't seem like a credible sort. Right. Like I wouldn't think that anybody well, yeah. credible. You know well, what I mean? I That's like, where I'm learning. We even about had this? that with like Leonardo DiCaprio, where like it chooses to have him be like whenever he tells people, he like starts with a long scientific like yeah. speech and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this wouldn't work. And it annoyed me as a viewer who was like on his side. Obviously, I don't want the world to end. Like, well, and no, like, and but like I was like, dude, you gotta you gotta do a better job of this. You fuck this up. And like that's fine, and that could happen. But I'm like, then I think the movie might need to say it. Like. It might need Jennifer Lawrence being like, I shouldn't have yelled that. Right. Or it should be yeah. like Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, someone saying to Leonardo DiCaprio, like, you should just be direct and say it. Or like, he should have, like, and not that that's like, he's the biggest problem, you know, and is pushing well, women. But I'm like, also like, I get why those people didn't listen it's, to him. It is, al- yeah. it is also weird that like, they mocked this whole thing early on. And then they clearly write like a very similar speech for Leonardo DiCaprio as his like Oscar nominated moment. Like if he were to have been nominated, it would have been him doing his you know, Howard Beale, like, mm. this is, it's like, but the whole idea yeah. is like, you've mocked this already. So like, yeah, yeah, it seems crazy when he does it too. We're revisiting a beat that you already, yeah. Yeah. yeah it just, it just is, it just needs like, I, I think it would have been even more effective if it was like, if people are giving a credible, like if people are given like the most obvious layup of the information, like normal people, and then they ignore yeah. it. 
Yeah. But instead they're given Leonardo DiCaprio's thing, which like, again, like kind of like dances around it for a bit, yeah. the way he tells it. And, yeah. it, and Jennifer it Lawrence it screaming, we're all going to die. And yeah. then, and then, yeah. And then the movie was like, what, look at these assholes. Like, look yeah. at the rest of humanity. Also, what an asshole to not like, I, take this seriously. I very Why much. Why wouldn't I take this seriously? I, I'm like, I, yeah, like, I very much agree with, like, I do think it's an, like climate change is an issue and it's like the asteroid is coming and we need to, you know, Megan knows I've fretted about this a good deal, but. Oh, you're, you're a fretter for um, sure. You but, but, um, but like also like, I feel like it ends up missing kind of some of the more, com- the complexities of the issue too. Like, like an asteroid for one, an asteroid isn't something we caused. And I think the fact that we're causing it and our greed is mm-hmm. causing it is like a big aspect of climate change that like deserves to be explored in some way yeah. and to simplify it in that way, like makes it a little. And that will, and then, and that will like, take all of us shifting our behavior, like in big way. It's not just like send a, send a fucking astronaut to the, to yeah. the thing and blow it up or whatever the fuck. There's so many more, it's so much more intricate just, in, in, yeah. into our lives. It made it something that almost like I'd be more, I'm more okay with an asteroid hitting the earth than like climate change. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like, okay, that's like the universe, just whatever random chance or fate or whatever thing caused this. And that's what was going to happen. And that happened. Yeah. And so I was honestly like, okay, well, but like Maddie, I've got the climate change. I've ha- got some good news for you. I just got a CNN that? breaking news. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> Karnacki. <laughs> but 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 um, but the, but the point remains with all of this is other than as Craig said, other than some 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 good Jonah Hill bits, it's just not funny. Right. It yeah. also like for, for well, that's a, also, a comedy it, should be funny. Well, that's my thing is I mean the movie it sh- the movie it obviously it reminded me of in terms of what I was trying to do is is Doctor Strange Love. Oh yeah. Like for like and. Dr. Strangelove is just wacky. Right. It's just a straight up, like, it's Stanley Kubrick who did a lot of not wacky movies doing, like, straight up comedy yeah. and having kind of goofy characters and never, and never turns to, I don't know, this movie doesn't get, like, um, the serious version, the seriousness in Don't Look Up is, like, angry more than anything yeah. else, which is... Except for the last scene, which I which think we the last all scene, argue scene too, is, yeah. is the best scene. Yeah. Um, but so like, it just like missed like that kind of, it should needed to be like more slapstick or crazy or something like that. And it wanted to do a lot of like quiet talky scenes that, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't, it just didn't, didn't work at all for me. Well, let's talk about a good movie then. Oh, good. Drive my car. Yay. A good movie. A, a great movie. Maddie, you want to go first? Cause I know you really love, it. I mean, I absolutely love this movie. I, yeah, I, I love everything about this movie. Um, I, I remember I was walking to the theater to watch it and I texted Craig that I was finally seeing it. And I think, oh, I won't actually spoil your thoughts, Craig. You but I think Craig's thoughts, thoughts were like, I, th- I think you, you like texted something of like, oh yeah, it was very good, but I don't know that it's, um, like as basically your it was like, it's as good as like everyone's saying it is. Well, um, basically, no, I, my, my thing was, it's a very good movie. I don't know for me and not, it's definitely not for me, although I liked mm-hmm. it even more the second time I watched it for me, it wasn't. All the major critics groups are saying this is the best yeah. movie of the yes, year. Yes, yes, yes. Like it wasn't yeah. like, which to me doesn't even mean like it's not worthy of one or two of those critics groups. But it feels like when it's everyone, the movie needs to be mm-hmm. that much above and beyond everything else it's against. Which for me, Drive My Car is not, and that's not a hit on yeah. saying the movie. That's not saying the movie is mediocre or anything. It's just saying it was yeah. not that yeah, yeah. much better than the other films I saw this year that I thought were very good. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And then I, and then, so then I was like sitting there in the theater about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes in when the credits finally start, it's you know, like, four, like, it's like, like a whole long prologue, yeah. 40 minutes yeah. in when the movie's about to start. And I, and I was like, oh, I disagree with Craig. I, I absolutely love this movie. It's well, for me. I will say that um, I love everything it's doing and I want to sit. I will say that <laughs> I will say that 40 minutes in, I would maybe agree with you because I actually, while I like the whole movie a lot, I think the that opening segment, I actually like more than anything after the right. opening segment, personally. So, I love this movie. I, I I sort of disagree. I didn't. I thought it started slower, and I and I liked it more once we got to um, Hiroshima. Hiroshima, uh-huh. yeah. Um, because I love that the girl, the girl that plays that drives the car. <laughs> I loved her. I thought her, that character was fascinating. I'd like, she was the strongest character. Well, actually she's not the strongest character. The, the mute girl, the, the, is the best character. And that scene came, that stuff came later too. That's probably my favorite scene. Um, that dinner scene when they're talking and then the other girl goes to get down and is, you know, it's just great. It's very Japanese too. And the way that he compliments her on the driving of the car, (laughs) I will say, this is the, the highest praise I can give it is the movie's three hours, which, again, too fucking long. On the, we, we, we all are, we are, we have come out on this podcast as saying, unless you're Titanic, you shouldn't be three hours long. Um, but I wasn't bored. Mm-hmm. I really was not bored. Yeah. I really, and I watched it here at home, which I was worried about, because when you watch stuff at home, you, you get on your phone, and, you know, it just, it, it's, a, it's a tick. Um, and I never looked at my phone. Yeah. I feel like I, there's a, there's a, there's like my top tier. I feel like I've come to like my top tier of movies every year is always like the little group of movies that like I want to talk about and read about and read about what they were doing and all the different, like, and like kind of unpack and stuff. And there are like five movies this year that I felt that way about, which is a lot. I think this is a good year. Mm-hmm. Um, but drive my car. It was, I went and saw it in the theater and the first, and I just feel like there were so many different things to get out of it, like different things to be looking for. And the first time I saw it, I was alone in the theater and it was very much about their putting on this play and kind of, it was about like the literal, like the literary aspect of it and the Mm -hmm. reference it was making and their interaction with uncle Vanya and how it's affecting him and the parallels and how they're telling the story and how like also like life and the story of the movies, like affecting his seemed like a good director, by the way. He's, I like that. He was like, let's go back to the text. I mean, that's annoying from an actor's perspective. Can we talk about what a nightmare it would be to be in a multilingual production and forget your lines? Well, that's, but that's also, that's also the the second time when I watched super titles and like, Oh my God, I was having, I was having like stress just thinking about it. Like, I mean, I mean, the production seem amazing. I would just never, ever want to be in one simply because I'd be like, God, I'm going to fuck this up for everyone yeah. involved. No, I'm going to so, <laughs> I'm going to freak but out. Then the second time I watched it then like it was like oh the different things I get out of it. The second time I watched it with Megan it was actually about that the language thing. And I was like, "Oh, this is a movie about language and there's yeah. like it's just all about different people who have trouble communicating and there's like the more obvious one. Oh, there's like this the woman the the mute woman who who talks in silent and can't actually speak to them and talks to her husband right. and he was the only one she could talk to. But then also like there's just the way that they're all playing different you know, they're able, unable to like communicate themselves. And then also like the, um, the young, young actor who's Koshi. What's his name? I forget his name. Oh, she. the guy, the, who's um, the, the young, the young actor. Yeah. Killed um, that guy. Um, the young, the young actor, like even like there's just little moments of like he, whenever someone speaks English, he is like clearly super uncomfortable. Like he's like, 
he's he's like upset that he can't understand what's going on yeah. and it makes him extremely uncomfortable and he can't be comfortable about it and kind of as it goes it becomes about like the lead character is almost like comfort in this world of like you not being able to understand other people, but being able to live with that and live with like understanding yourself. Like there's just, and so like kind of like it, it just has a lot going on that I just is very simply and like it's, it's, it's just slowly communicated in all these like beats, beat after beat over the course of like this three hour thing that really just, I don't know, it comes together for me really well. into like just a beautiful movie with tons of things to say on like both like, on like, you know, on more like, again, like literary, like deeper, like subtextual levels, but also just the straightforward, like superficial story. Um, Can I ask you guys, why do you think he decides to cast Koshi as Vanya? Mm. I mean, I think, I I don't, I, I, because early on I was like, man, ballsy to show up at the funeral of the woman you were fucking and then go up to the husband, uh, even if you don't think he knows, and then really ballsy to audition for his play and then we need to have mm. a whole conversation about consent and auditions with this guy, and then it uh, turns out, and, and then it turns out he's a murderer. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, um, so maybe yeah. that so, conversation yeah. would have been honestly probably should have passed. Should have gone with a different yeah. actor, I think. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I like. I think that he. I think that this again is very culturally Japanese in the way that I, that I really liked is. I think that he s- knew that he would be the best person for the role, that he would do an amazing job. And I think his person, he can't, he would not allow his personal feelings to get in the way of what he know- knows would be best for the art. He cares so much about the art of it, like in in that way, that he'll, he will, to his own detriment, yeah. he will, you know what I mean? And honestly, eventually to the detriment of the production right. because he just he he can't cho- choose someone who's not going to be the best person yeah. the at only, it, which the, I, I love that yeah. only person more emotionalists than him is the festival director who after Koshi is mm. taken yeah. away from murder is basically like let's talk about the play are we going to do the play still <laughs> yeah. okay yeah. you have two yeah. you have two days to decide we can't talk about the murder yeah. right now we just need to decide yeah. if we're doing the show yeah. Um, I thought, I, I mean, I, again, I had two different, I think the first time I watched it, I saw it more as like a power move. I saw it as yeah. a way, like I kind of, and that was, and again, like it's, and so like I thought he was like casting him to, yeah, to kind of assert power over him. And he kind of almost does bully him in the course of the play yeah. and kind of like show him up and put this actor through the ringer. Um, but then after having watched the whole movie um, and rewatching it, it felt like more of like a sad, like, like his whole thing is like he can't let go of his wife he's sitting you know he sits in the car and he listens to her voice read the lines of the play to him and he's uncle vanya in that context and he would be the best person for the job i think but he he lists he brings him on as a weird kind of connection to his wife and to keep that world around him and that and like then and there's like a less intentional part of that too of like not knowing why he personally would do it but i think that is like part of his fascination with with What's, wait, did we get his name? Is it's it Koshi, yeah. Okay. Um, and so, like, keeping him around, and even the, when he goes to drinks with him and does all these things that I'm like, oh, I don't know that I necessarily want to do this with the guy that, that you know, had an affair with Megan. Um, but, Ooh, who did I have an affair with? Koshi. It was Koshi. <laughs> yeah. Koshi Honestly, gets you like, around. You would like Koshi. I, w- I, um, I did like Koshi. <laughs> but I think, like, it's kind of, yeah, it's this odd fascination with, like, oh, maybe, like, keeping him around is somehow, like, 
keeping keeping his wife around and even part of it is torturing himself as we learn at the end like knowing that he blames himself he killed his wife is what he says later at the end like he's he's responsible or he feels he's responsible in a way so it's kind of like a torture to of himself to keep koshi around it's kind of like this sad i did think i did think it was weird when we i guess like maybe i'm looking at too much through american cancel culture lens but like take away the sleeping with the wife thing and not even knowing he's going to do murder I mean, this guy's basically been blackballed from television because he was sleeping with a minor. So, like, yeah. this yeah, guy's just I all mean, yeah. around. Like, it seems like there's a lot of red flags there. But Yeah, definitely yeah. some red flags maybe shouldn't have thought about that. But I think you're, I mean, I think, I think it's interesting when you talk about all the different themes in this movie because there, it is, they, I think they, there are a lot of different things going on. There are so many different themes going on and they, they everything is handled very deftly. Except to Craig's point, I do think the end is not does not hit the emotional note that they want it to yeah. hit. It that feels almost shoehorned only, and and it doesn't feel necessary to be honest. It's just ev- I didn't need them to drive. It's just everything else is so quiet, and I tell I'll tell you the the one the moment that makes me cry in this movie, both times I've seen it is when they're in the park and they do the scene between Sonia and yeah. Yelena. Mm-hmm. Um, both times, like I teared up watching that scene and I think it's so much more effective and it goes with the rest of the movie, this like quietness and like this, this connecting and like, like the feeling of grief being like overwhelming as opposed to, and I think it works at the end when they do the end of the play, when he has had mm-hmm. to step in for Vanya mm-hmm. also, as opposed to like the one moment where we see like sort of this explosion of emotion like, I know what we're trying to do there, having, like, against using the word dichotomy, like, being like this, we're having two hours and 47 minutes of quiet, and we're going to have four minutes of, like, him really, like, showing emotion. But, yeah, it just didn't work. It didn't get there for me. You're, t- you're talking about, like, when they're in Hokkaido, right? Like, when they yeah. go up to yeah, when they go to the snowy. Because I always think, like, that wasn't even meant to be an explosion of emotion. Like, I feel like it... Well, it's just because it's when he's it's kind just, of finally, like, actually addressing, like... yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it like it feels very like Japanese or very like Eastern storytelling to do more of like again, like it's the the twist and then you explore it for a bit. But like to me it felt like it was then the play was was the out like it was setting up the play right. almost in a way. Like I think yeah. it was it was to lead it was it was kind of the discussion to build towards the play to be the outburst like that it leans into. Um, like, and I think it like kind of just speaks to, like a different approach to the story. And we talked about this, the difference between there, there's not necessarily in, in, um, in Eastern film culture, that's not necessarily, or Eastern storytelling, there's not necessarily the, um, an antagonist. Yeah, right. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's less, it's less about, it's a like Kisho Tenketsu or whatever is the Japanese way of like the storytelling structure of like, it's less about like the build to the climax and the climax, it's less of a conflict climax. It's more about like emotional investment to a I'm going to do this poorly but like to like a to a twist yeah. honestly like the, in terms of the story structure the focus is the twist is there and obviously con- and conflict arises out of things but then it's more about the twist and then like exploring the twist yeah um rather than rather than like a specific co- conflict um yeah and it feels like it did it did have it like that does separate it like from the other movies and from a lot of American movies yeah. that we watch. Yeah. I just didn't like my my only my only note is I, I didn't love it when he said I killed my wife and you killed your mother and that's just the way that you know, I, I wish I could put my arm around you, but that's the way that it is. We whatever. 
that didn't, that rang. I don't know. Oh, see, I love that. See, I didn't love that part. But I think that that's their reality. And that's not going to, they're not going to change that. That's like where they are. And that's kind of like, again, like kind of like almost I guess the more, it just felt, like you want to like have that conflict and that, that struggle with it. But it's like, parallel, okay, this is where we are. And now how do we live our lives? Making that parallel feels a little forced to me. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. Because I, because ultimately they didn't. You know what I mean? But and they're their, smart enough to realize that. I don't, I don't, I don't think they feel like they did though. Like that's their reality. That's their world that they've been dealing with. Yeah, I guess. I guess it just you felt know? like a. It felt like you know singing both sides now. But it's kind of like them dealing. I think it is like kind of, the whole movie is kind of about like how you live your life with these circumstances, not trying to like change that. Because I think, and again, I don't know. This is maybe not Eastern versus Western storytelling, but it's like so much of storytelling is like, oh, how do you change your mindset around this thing? And then the ending is like, hooray! I think differently about this thing. But instead, the movie is more about like, oh, how do you go on living your life with this right. thing? Like, it's not like, oh, you yeah. need to learn you didn't kill your wife. Yeah. Right. Happy ending. Right. It's, oh, you killed your wife, so how do you learn to survive? And that's kind of what Uncle Vanya is about, isn't it? Like, it's a, essentially like they're getting their home is being sold and they have nothing. So, yeah, right? that's all, the, hey, you know, that's all of, all of Chekhov. It's the cherry orchard. Yeah. It's every, yeah. everything's yeah. going Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So it kind of, I think kind of is like, yeah, like every, like Uncle Vanya, like they're having their home sold and they have to just live with it. And the end is like that one monologue of, the mute woman gives. And I think that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I could have that, sat that watching is, that for like yeah, 20 minutes. But like telling the story of like, oh, this is how we go on. And like when we die, maybe there's... Right. I didn't, I didn't, uh, the first time I saw it, I didn't have the subtitles on, but to your point, Megan, she actually, she's actually, um, she's signing both sides now in Korean both sign language. Right. <laughs> At that point. So. And then way in the back, way back in the balcony. It's Koshi. No, it's Troy, it's Troy Kotzer, which... Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, a deaf family is just not. What do you guys? How do you guys think? Um, have we talked about this? Have I talked about this on the podcast, or did I tell this to someone else? Do you think we could get um, her into Fast and the Furious? Oh, the mute woman. Yeah, did we no, talk the about driver? The oh, driver. We talked about. Yeah, this, we yeah. talked about. This. <laughs> yeah. Well, she drives very safely, right? Which doesn't so, work. Yeah. She's good though. That doesn't work. She's good, but she's it's too safe. But that's too why safe. there's like a there's a nuke on the yeah. back or something, and it can't be one bump and everyone's nuke. Okay, so listen, this movie is phenomenal. Yeah. Is this it the good. best foreign film of the year? It is yes, not. It's the best movie of the year. Um, but uh, but, but that's fine. I also want to say this movie is so good, but also this is I don't know. We just talked a lot about like what's going on in the movie. Rather than like, oh, this was good, this was bad. And I think that speaks well to it. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Like, like so we're discussing lame. like the yeah. thing, we're talking about it like a annoying like freshman literature class Ugh, in college. Shit. I think that speaks well to it. You're so lame. Well, it turns let's, us into nerds. Let's go from let's go from quiet. Maddie just put on a fucking page boy yeah. hat and like I a, think it's an interesting dichotomy. I think goddammit, this is Sam. I think it's an interesting dichotomy okay. between Okay, nobody can perspective say, nobody say dichotomy for the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going nobody from, does Sam Elliott. We're going from quiet to loud. Let's go to Arrakis. We're going to Dune. Dune! Dune. Dune. Guys, I, we, this was on my top ten of the year. I talked about how I was like, I am not going to like this movie. That, like, this was the opposite of Don't Look Up For Me, where I was like, I'm not going to like this movie, and God damn it if I didn't love Dune. Still need 100% more sandworms. But I love Dune. I love Timothy Chalamet. And I love 
Oscar Isaac. Mm-mm. Now, Mm-mm-mm. Maddie, like I love Jason Momoa. So here's my. So <laughs> speaking of Momoa, this is my question. And Maddie, yes. I feel like you're a better person to ask maybe than Megan Uh-oh. and I, just because I know you have maybe more of a history of reading, you know, comics and some fantasy and stuff like that. Dude. Nerd shit. Um, Nerd shit. Has there ever been a cooler character with a more geek ass name than Duncan Idaho? No, no, that's a good, good, good question, Craig. And in my expert opinion, no. <laughs> um, no, I, it's, it's a funny, it's, I was, I, I read Dune like in high school, or maybe I was like eighth grade or something. And I remember not liking it at all. And like, I remember just being like, what is going on? And it didn't like any notes. And I remember finishing that one. And I like, and I never, and I've, in my head, I've always been like, ah, Dune kind of sucks. And I and as this movie was coming out, I was like, ah, oh, maybe if I read it now, like now that I'm more like pretentious or whatever, like smart or whatever you want to say. Pretentious, first of all, I'm going to tell you, you are dumber now, for <laughs> I'm sure. Now. You've gotten maybe dumber. now that I'm dumber, but I'm like, oh, maybe I should reread it because I probably would like it more. And it was like a thing of like as I was watching it, I feel like Megan, you were there, but I would be like, oh right, this dumb bullshit. <laughs> like, but also at the same time, I think I liked all the dumb bullshit a lot more. I was like, oh right, this. Oh yeah, spice. Yeah, they're all after spice. I was like, ooh yeah. Wait till you hear, wait till hear about spice. where spice goes and where do you like this, this, this. And so, like, I, I honestly, like, I really enjoyed it. And also it made me be like, yeah, I probably would, like, do now much more. Like, I'd be able to kind of, I mean, I wouldn't be just look. I mean, I think also when I read it when I was a kid, I was like, oh, like, cool, like, fan, sci-fi in the, de- like, in the desert planet. And there's giant worms and stuff. And I wouldn't be looking for, like, all the weird, like, little political stuff yeah. and spiritual stuff and all that. Do you, know, but, um, do you know how embarrassingly long it made me, it took me to realize, oh, Dune. <laughs> Because of the sand, stupid. Because yeah. of the sand dunes. You're like, where's this dune guy? I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, shot? dumb. Um, uh, um, I, see, we're all getting dumber. I would love that pain box just to carry around with me. Oh, me yeah. too. I would want that too. So the first time I saw this movie, I, I liked it a lot better the second time. I think the first time I saw it, I think it still suffers from this a little bit, but um, when I left the theater, I felt very... Much like I... Tinnitus? You had tinnitus when you left? No, I just felt like I had not seen even a complete part of a story. You know, like walking out of Fellowship of the Ring, I like was excited to see the next Lord of the Rings movie, but I felt like I'd seen a complete tale within a larger story, which I realize is it's a separate book. So it's a little different than this, which is adapting one part of a complete novel. Um, Yeah. And it, so it didn't bother me as much the second time. I think, I mean, the biggest thing to say about this movie is I think the design is sort of impeccable. There are some shots in this movie, like the hunter-seeker sequence, and when they show Harkonnen, like, rising up from the first time, like, I think mm-hmm. there are just some really incredible shots that really blend, like, the cinematography with the visual effects kind of spectacularly. You're totally correct, and that's the, the biggest argument for why it should not win Best Picture is because it, it does not feel like it has a complete beginning, middle, and end yeah. to me. As when we yeah. after we finished it, I was thinking, I said that I said out loud to you, this should be. It's a. I don't know if Denis Villeneuve has a problem with like uh, you know TV, but I'm like this seems like perfect for a miniseries, honestly, because it you can you know, like just do a million parts of Dune, you know, yeah. and just space it across whatever yeah. and make, make it be the new Lord of the Rings because this is a world that I definitely am interested in, that I definitely would want to live in, that I'm like all, like we said, like all the 
political stuff and the spiritual stuff around spice, it does, it is very like, it does seem very game of Thrones. Because there's also like a ton of Dune books, right? Like there's like, like I know this. Oh, there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, It's a whole series. Well, also then like the writers like Sun, I think took over and wrote some. Like bummer. Um, There's a lot of content and a whole huge world to it. Also the first book could be like a season plus of a TV show. Yeah. Like do that. Um, That would have been, that would be cool. Even this movie, there's like more stuff that they left out in the first half of the book. It's like a long dense book. Yeah. Um, but because that, because then diet comes in at the very end, yeah. and that's when stuff really when the worm like, comes out, it like, doesn't eat. Them. I was like, listen, Paul, you got to stay away from Rue. She's nothing but trouble. <laughs> she's gonna get you hooked on meth. Yeah. Yeah. Spice. Well, I think on spice. The one interesting thing is like kind of knowing where it's going. Like they're essentially like colonizing this planet and stuff. Yeah. And Timothy Chalamet is not necessarily the good guy. Right. And and. I mean, spoiler, like, as the story goes, that's more what, it explores more of that. Like, it beca- you know, he's about to go, like, meet the people who actually live, are from this planet right. and stuff. And, like, you learn more about the other side and everything. And I think, like, as much as I like this, like, there's so much more to the story that, like, makes it much more interesting. And, yeah, it's like it's like an incomplete part of the original author's work. Right. Make and it, it a miniseries, you cowards. Yeah, but, that, but it's, like, hard to, I don't, but it's also, like, I don't know, but I... I do think if it was made a miniseries or a TV show, it wouldn't get the budget or it wouldn't have the resources. I think with, I think with Denis Villeneuve, like I think he could I, demand. Like, I feel like COVID, and they could shoot it like a movie. They could have a movie shooting schedule and just. I don't know if would give him the budget for that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard stupid, to see that happen. It's a stupid discussion to have because it didn't yeah, happen. Right. Yeah, but I also like. I think Spoiler like alert, this movie. They made I mean, for one, they should have shot it almost like Lord of the Rings style, where like you shoot both si- both movies at the same right. time. Like I think like that it was weird for them to gr- it was weird for them to green light this film knowing it wasn't complete and then being like we'll see how yes. it does and we'll see if you get the second yeah. part where it's like and, and if, you d- yeah. if it does badly and you don't get the second part like everyone's just mad at this forever like yeah. whereas if you but, do both parts like people that didn't see the first part will see it when the second part comes out like mm-hmm. yeah yeah you have a boost for the original yeah I don't know and I do think honestly like of all movies I don't know this might be the movie that suffered from COVID the most like yeah although it's still did like, pretty in terms well. of, like it did well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just think like it still was in a little bit of a muted yeah. world um, of release and HBO Max. I saw of it. it all. At, we saw it at home. We saw it and, at home. And HBO I, Max and like you know. And I think that part of yeah, that I, is because I, I wasn't see, that excited. I want to see what the. I wish I this is of any movie. I want to see like what this movie would have. It was coming out in like May or whatever, right? Summer or whatever, and just like people were not afraid to go to the theater and people were going out and about and active and like. And I, and I, cause I think, I don't know. I, cause I think it could have potentially really like grabbed people's attention much more and people could have, like, I think there's something about the way it had to be released under the context of everything that like prevented a lot of people from nece- that might get into the world of Dune right. that might be interested in what's going on in Dune rather than like, Oh, here's the, a good big movie to see. Yeah. Like, and not that it didn't have tons of fans, not that a lot of people didn't like it, but I just think there's, I'm really curious what a new, a true new IP. Yeah big budget, huge movie could have looked yeah. like. Can I ask? Because um, we haven't had one of those you, in a while. You probably don't remember because it's been so long. Does it uh, specifically say in the books that they have this force field technology that works pretty not well? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is that about? We have these personal force fields that work unless someone like stabs you. I think really like, want to so. get past them. I think so. Yeah, yeah. that was weird. And but then that's kind of like also, armor though. It's yeah. just like armor is that way, you know? It's like chain mail. Yeah. Also, the the technology of picking up the thing before the sandworm gets it seems, I mean, first of all, I mean, didn't work. Right. And then, 
Like, there's got to be a better way than that, no, right? I know. We, we do that here. We kill lots of... Sandworms? Well, no, we, but like <laughs> oil, oil, BP oil spill. We, we kill people. We, no, we I like, know we kill people. We don't have like... But that's not but we like... We like do dangerous like things like, for like oil interests and stuff. Like there's, you know, the Middle East and stuff yeah. where we like... I guess I'm like, just saying there's got to be a better way than going in and picking up the whole fucking thing and... Like no. let's like let's That's start. It seems like it usually I'm works, saying there are and it just didn't when the Duke was the sandworms. sandworms. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm saying it just happened to I'm be saying the one time it the sandworms. I'm saying poison the sandworms. The, That's what I'm so saying. So the sandworms are like that would be like poisoning God. <laughs> yeah, don't poison God, Meg. <laughs> Come on, Meg. Guys, um, God is dead. I can we? Tell you, can you know we what I'm going to do, oh. Meg? I'm, I'm going to I'm going to bite down on this tooth, and you come a little bit closer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, let's take a break. Can we take oh. a quick break so I can pee and yes. get another cup of coffee? Yes. We are going to take, we'll take a quick break and then we'll, uh, we'll speed through the other five films. Ladies and gentlemen, speed we'll be through. right back. We'll be right back. Are you a real Gary Valentine starting your own business, but needing advertising to reach hundred of people that like podcasts about such classics as the sundowners and hope and glory. Then reach out to the Oscar should have gone to at gmail.com for ad rates they start as low as whatever you think Megan and I would take to read them. Maybe two bits from Bronco Henry. We're back. Took a quick break. We're back. Halfway through, we took a quick break. So let's jump into King Richard. This movie is fine. An- <laughs> this movie is fine. <laughs> I liked it. Another movie that, I mean, this movie makes sense for being nominated. <laughs> this movie makes sense. Well, so it's to I'm, to me I'm obviously. I love this movie. <laughs> this, Sam Elliott. This movie was fucking triumphal. So, I love fucking tennis so damn much. <laughs> well, it's a man's yeah. game. It's a man. We saw a real man teaching his daughters to be real men. <laughs> what is Sam Elliott? Taking? I don't know what Sam King Elliott's Richard. taking. What are you walking into, Sam Elliott? Get out of here. Sam, Why do you say something? Sam, get out of here. Okay, I'll get. I gotta go. <laughs> I'm hungry. Go to Arby's. Okay. You got a cowboy hat. There's a logo. I like that shit. That's what a real cowboy wears for to eat roast beef. Feel free to jump in any time here. Um, hey, Sam. Hey, see you, Sam. Oh, Sam Elliott just I'm left. Go- I'm going with him. I'm going with him to see my son on the other side. Okay, okay bye, Lynn. See you, Lynn. Sam and Lynn bye, guys. just got on a got Thank rode you. off on horseback. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. They're good friends. Down down Melrose. May they may they enjoy <laughs> Honestly, the rest of their that, life. That sounds really gay. That sounds scarier than than anything. Um, this movie reminded me a little bit in rewatching it. Obviously, minus the white savior thing, it's very much the blind side. It's just like, oh, a heartwarming story about a young athlete baking it to the big time. Mm-hmm. I sort of, on a second watch, I watched everything at home the second time and. Sort of this one sort of faded to the background, honestly, the most. Like I felt like it was sort of like a laundry movie the most out of any of them. Like it needed the least of my attention. It's not really saying it's the worst of the ten, but I was like, eh, I know what's mm. happening. I don't need to pay attention every moment to to follow the story at all. No. I think the craziest no. part of this movie early on is that and I wonder how much of this is dramatized. That Richard Williams was even able to get into so many of these clubs and talk to these like high end tennis coaches. I was like, he, did he just like get past security to do this? Because like yeah. those country clubs suck. I can't imagine. Yeah. Like, I, I do think it had that. Th- yeah, it's that thing of like that like true story that like oh I don't know how much of it is true. Right. Like I know and I know a lot of it is. Yeah. Like I know and I know like 
you know, especially like I love that they recreated that one interview where he like interrupted the interviewer and was like, don't tell like she answered a question. Right. That sort of stuff. But yeah, I, I kind of agree. And like, it's not like it's the worst thing, but it also kind of has me like just because it also is it's also like it's the type of movie where, you know, it's a true story going in. And it's part of the allure is that, you know, it, it results in Serena and Venus Williams. Right. And so it it is kind of in the back of your mind and it is like, oh, did that? Oh, how did that happen? Oh, I'd love to know how that happened or if that happened. Exactly. Because it kind of, well, it, it, the, and it just leaves you wondering. Like, yeah. it's not even like I don't believe it. It's like, I'm like, oh, I kind of have the question. Yeah. yeah. And well, the, it takes me out of it a little the bit. Other, the other thing that we talked about too that, that this movie sort of will su- is, suffers from is like the, yes, it is like a, like a crazy story that he got his like daughters in the, the right, into the right, you know, coaches into the right, whatever. But like, it sort of ignores the fact that, like, to be fair, though, you did just happen to... Ha- like, those two girls are, like, just naturally two of the most talented right. athletes to have ever, like, graced the planet. Yeah. So it's a little bit like 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 Jordan, like Simone Biles, like a lot of these... Like, the pe- like, the, like Tom Brady, like the goats. It's like, well... Was there ever gonna? Is there ever a question that they were ever gonna be what they became? Because they are just, you know, naturally the most talented athletes. Right. Yeah, like you feel like I think tennis, tennis. Tennis, you almost have to. Though. Yeah, I think that is like a weird. I think I guess I, I don't know enough about tennis because I, I think guess. I think that kind of is the impressive thing of what he did is that he got them into like a weird sport that is kind of exclusive. Sure. For like golf is also yeah. like like yeah. that in a lot of ways where like you have to like break in like to this yeah. like world and especially like African Americans are not Yeah, I like yeah, I do like, I, tr- like often allowed into that world or, or like or it it just is Yeah, it does feel like yeah, it I, does I, feel very much like one of those things that if it was not for him and him deciding this is what they're going to be would they have been would Serena Williams have become the arguably the greatest female athlete of all time? Who knows? That being said, do I think we would probably know Serena Williams' name as an athlete, even if she wasn't a tennis player? I feel like there's a good chance she would have been a track and field star. There would have been something that she would have excelled at athletically because there's... There's almost no way she would have in some way. She's yeah. gifted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah. she's gifted. There's, I, there's yeah, there's just a, there's like a rich country club barrier. I think that yeah. you do have to break yeah. through, and it is very impressive to here's break something, through. Here's something. Here's a fun fact about me. Do do you know this? I don't know. how... Are you going to talk about how good I, you are at water polo? Oh no! <laughs> First of all, I'm great at water polo, Captain. <laughs> thanks very much. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know the. I don't know how to score ten. I don't. I don't understand tennis. I have, I try, I have tried many times to explain the scoring of tennis to Megan, and it is. It's. I'm astonished at how hard it is to explain yeah. to her. Can't, to get, cannot to wrap, get her. Well, because I think I think it's because I don't know. Well, you, no, you know what it is, Maddie. Do Megan doesn't understand love. Oh. oh, does he say tennis is love at a that. certain point? No, love is zero. <laughs> Oh, in tennis, I don't know love, 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 love of team. You know what's great about this? I don't know what and that it, means. It disappoints me because I don't know if you guys know, but I was uh, on uh, my high school Ugh. tennis team, Central, right. Central High School, Here Phoenix, Arizona go. tennis team. You could have been somebody. Doubles you partners. Been a my good friend Aaron Tang and I. We were Oof. we were a formidable doubles team. And it just we took out the Phoenix Union High School district. <laughs> didn't happen for you though. Yeah, we once played. I once played against a kid named Jedi. Whose dad was there and yelling at him? I think it's much telling, like King Richard would have been yelling. I think but it's telling. I don't think Jedi became a professional tennis player because I would know about him. <laughs> I think it's telling that well, we he probably moved, he probably moved to Tatooine and 
He works as an extra every time Disney does a new show. So I think it's telling that we Sorry. moved away from the talk no, of King Richard. I don't think it is, though, no, because you just moved it with your your inability to comprehend. Tennis. I don't know. I, I this is why I, you think Quidditch is good. Is because Quidditch is good. Quidditch is not good. It's Quidditch, a mess of a sport. No, first it doesn't of all, make. There's no logic to it. The snitch doesn't make any sense. Victor Crumb caught the snitch, but the Bulgarians didn't win I'm because the rules there were, of Quidditch. Do not I make sense. It I is do not, not want to get into sport this is. That was written by a person who does not know. I a feel like it's sport. probably the same people that were like I when I gave tours of Madison Square Garden. There was very briefly an indoor lacrosse league that played there, and mm. someone as someone that grew up in the South where we don't really have lacrosse, that is a baffling sport to me. I don't understand how lacrosse works at all. Yes, yeah, so you know, and I do get lacrosse, but that's because you know I grew up in the Northeast. Yeah. Am I weird for thinking Ingenue Ellis should have been nominated for Best Actress rather than Best Supporting Actress? I think it's more of a supporting role. I think this is backgrounded enough okay. that I don't think it's okay. category fraudy. I think she's the best performance in the movie. Um, yeah. She's great. She's so good. She's I yeah. think I think Will Smith, I think Will Smith is very good in this, but I that scene in the kitchen between the two of them, like I think like that's like an acting masterclass. Like that's it's such like an Oscar moment, but not like too much at all. It's just like, oh, this is like an excellently acted scene by her. Will Smith is just doing the pursuit of happiness, but with like kind of a weird accent. Right. But we liked the, we said, you know, rewatching the pursuit of happiness, that it was better than we remember. I love it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I love that movie. No, I'm not, I'm sorry, that's not enough. I'm just saying, there's nothing revolutionary. People are like, people that are like revolutionized by him in this. I'm like, (laughs) go. People revolutionized by him? People are, I don't know, people are excited Um, by this performance i'm like there are more exciting performances sure yeah but i think he's great and i think this is like this is a movie like one of the movies i point to of like this is will smith doing exactly what i want will smith to do like he's a very good actor he has a lot of charm and charisma as a person and talent and like he just is commanding yeah and just really like does a lot and i love i love watching him i want more will smith movies i feel like we've not gotten enough will smith movies (laughs) sure it's good King Richard is good. I like this movie. I like a sports movie. I think my thing is, as a sports fan, it's like, oh, I'd, I'd ultimately at the end of the day, I'd rather just be watching Serena Williams and Venus Williams play tennis. Well, it's yeah. also like that. La- like that last match is obviously very important, but it's it's too much of the movie. Like the movie, you could have taken yeah. Yeah. 10, 15 minutes off the last twenty five minutes of the movie, and it would have been fine. Um, yeah. It is also very funny, funny that the the big cl- like that the movie is about pushing ultimately about pushing Venus. Venus Williams and and her like sort of startup, yeah. and it's it's funny that Serena ends up being yeah. Well, also you don't you don't see them fucking dominate, right. which is like I guess you do you do you a little do, bit like, in like kids, like, but kids in yeah. like kids. But I mean like, but also like I don't know. I think people who have never watched like Serena Williams play professional tennis like. She like is insane, or even like, like it, or it's, even it's, like younger. It's one of things where like, oh, you're watching. She's like, oh, she is insanely. Well, yeah, but like, like even people like now, like if you've only like if you watch this movie and then you go watch one of Serena's matches from the last five years, you wouldn't even get that probably because you know yeah. she's yeah. Um, I do like it has this sliding doors moment that we all can identify with, which is our plan to kill a local drug dealer, but right before we go do it. He is murdered by someone else. That that reminded me a lot of myself growing up. So I was like, I really identified with Richard Williams there. I also think, uh, you know, I've always hated Arancha Sanchez Vicario. So like the great film for me, because she's one of the villains of 2021 with the with the uh, bathroom. She really becomes. Yeah, they really pulled no punches with her. Um, 
But that's one of the things that, but like the the story of him like going to kill the drug dealer, it's I true, like had right? to look up, and it's true. No, I know. Like just, so I'm just saying it's a sliding doors moment. If he had killed no, no, that no, man. yeah, no, 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 I know, but no, but but that's the thing. I was like, I'm like, oh, like that's true, and I wish I hadn't had some with other parts of the story a little bit of like questions of like how much is true and how much isn't. Because like if I'd been like, oh wow, goddamn, that actually happened. Well, you know, like, like I wondered. I've, I'm sure it was like an active choice not to do any sort of postscript about it. But their oldest sister, who so the three older girls in the movie are, um, half sisters. They're not Richard Williams' daughters. They're her daughters from a previous marriage, and her husband died. But the oldest daughter was murdered in 2003. Oh, I didn't. Wow. Even know. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, she was in a. She basically was in a car with her boyfriend at the time, and there was like a shooting at the car, and she was killed. <gasps> so, oh my god, that's so sad. Wow, that's a crazy that that family has had some crazy some crazy stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, on that note, um, let's move on to licorice pizza. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this movie so much because this has been in in my top 10 for a long time. Um, Let me actually, I have a beginning question for you, Meg, um, about this. As the reigning Nick Licorice Pizza stan, I'd say, of the three of us. So would you say, because watching it this, because I watched it again, so I've seen this movie three times now. Don't you think the bigger turnoff in terms of Gary Valentine um, should be... That he's like super proud of his acting as opposed to that he's 15. Like, where would you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, yeah. The second it's like, it, it, how'd you get to be some hotshot actor? I'm like, uh, yeah, that's a uh, Gary Valentine is a no from me um, for various reasons. Yeah. Uh, but I can see why he would charm somebody like, you know, like, that would be, you know, that who's 25. Taking so let's, of, so the, he's the, he's the coolest of the 15. So, so, so rank the possible bows for Alana. Okay. So I'm going to okay. give you five, put them in the order you would put them in, in terms of most likely to be with to least likely. So it's okay. Gary Valentine, um, his actor friend who comes to Shabbat dinner, mm-hmm. Jack Holden, love that guy, Jack Holden, the William Holden stand in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let me get his name right here. That's Sean Penn, right? Yeah. Jack Holden. Yeah. yeah. Sean Penn. Okay. Um, Brian, the guy, Brian, who's the guy that she like knew from high school or whenever, who's the volunteer who got her the yeah. job in the, okay. Or, the volunteer. or Joel or Wax. Joel Wax, yeah. who is married, correct? Who is the gay mayor. The gay mayor. Right. The gay, he's gay. gay mayor That's what it is. He's Canada. gay. I was like, he's not available for some reason. What is it? Is he married? No, he's gay. Okay, so number one is obviously going to be the gay mayor. Right. Because uh, it's been a lifelong dream of mine to marry a gay man. And then I would be Mrs. Mayor. So that sounds great. Absolutely. Number two is going to be the actor friend Uh uh, that comes to Shabbat because he also doesn't believe in God. And and that was a funny scene. Uh, Number three is going to be the volunteer uh-huh. because I like the cut of his jib yeah. and he seems age appropriate. Number four is Gary. Sorry. Uh, G- sorry, Gary. You're, 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 you're far down on the yeah. list. And definitely number five is <laughs> the William Holden. Yeah. Although if it was actually William Holden, 
that'd be that it shoots him right to number e- one. The fact that he looks like what, Sean if Penn it's William Holden and, is a ding. And picnic though. Even if it's William Holden and Pick. <laughs> Listen. Shirtless and khakis. <laughs> yes. Shirtless and khakis. That's like, again, I, uh, Steve Kornacki. That's what I want. Shirtless and khakis. Yeah. Take your shirt off, Steve. That's that's my hot take. Uh, I don't know if that'd go well. There <laughs> might be, Steve taking his shirt yeah, there off? Yeah, there might be skeletons yeah. in that closet. <laughs> oh, I think there's a skeleton yeah. for sure. Um, Maddie, um, we haven't really heard on pod ever. I don't even no. know if we've ever talked about it. So, uh, what are your licorice pizza thoughts? No. This one's tough. For me, because I, I don't know. I mean, I really do. I it's look the most of the movie is very delightful and like I, it's charming. I think I think like as a starting point, I wouldn't. I walked out. I don't think it would be one of my favorite what to P T Andersons. Yeah. I mean, I know I've come on and I love P T Anderson, um, P T A, and like I think like Boogie Nights does a better version of a lot of this. Like where like even setting aside the porn aspect, there's like a look back and a nostalgia to Boogie Nights, but it also has like a real punch. Right to it that I think this movie lacks. Like there's not, there's very little dramatic punch to me and a lot of the drama to me kind of like what's going to naturally happen when it's about young kids and stuff and a 15 year old, it ultimately doesn't matter. And so it kind of lacked that for me, but also like I did sit there in the theater and I thought the Asian accent scenes were weird. Yeah. Like I thought they were very, very yeah. weird. And it like was a strange off putting thing that like kind of just was there and like, I don't know. It did like <laughs> sat with me and I didn't think it was funny. And we were again, we were in the Fox theater at a preview screening in Westwood and it was a very white audience. It was a bunch of young white people who love PT Anderson and they laughed very hard at it. And it was it's, odd and not, it's, it's such I don't a weird it was thing because like, begin with, you know, but, this movie is so loose plot wise anyway, but it's like mm-hmm. the only reason like you even like that, that it pulls anything from the story is then she's in the bathroom and she meets Frisbee and she, we have the jealousy yeah. moment when she finds out Frisbee yeah, is giving Gary a hand job. It's like, you could have done that in one of the other rests. Like she could have yeah, away just yeah. a tail of the cock and you could have had that. Yeah, scene. And it, really so like, just, it just doesn't need to exist. And it's like, I know like there are people who like immediately jump on anyone who says like, I don't like this scene by saying like, Oh, racist characters can't exist. And that's not like what I think the argument, well, because there's it's a race, this, the, the, the woman that the, the, her agent, remember when she, they sure. go to see the agent, yeah. she's like, that's a really Jewish nose. Like that's an example. I feel like that was a racist character yeah. and a racist comment, but like the movie was kind of like, but, but the it, movie just feels, yeah, it just feels commenting on like, that. Right. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It, and it explores that character more too, like her and a person, whereas like there's no Asians in this movie other than yeah. the Japanese wives of this guy. And the only time Asian people appear, it's this weird little cutaway where a guy's doing like an insane, like, like Asian accent that is like, Buffoon, like like meant to be buffoonish and meant like I don't know any defense of it that has made sense to me because like it's just well for one I also think I setting aside I mean even like the comedy of it like I also just don't think it's very funny at this point no. to do like that kind of accent I'm like that's like hack humor yeah. so I'm like okay if it's not racist it's just like it's not very funny as a joke which honestly would wouldn't me wake me like hurt the film for me but like that it is like kind of racist and I don't know why it's there or what it does or what its purpose would serve. Other than saying like, oh, and also like, and I, I've seen like, you know, them, like a lot of people said like, oh, actually that guy was like based on a real person. I'm like, well, it's not funny to me that he was racist. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it's like being like, care. oh, it, it's like, it's in. almost like cutting to like whatever, like 1850. Like, wasn't it also funny that they were like enslaving people? Wasn't that funny? Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. But they actually did it. So this is okay. It just, there's no version. And then like, I know P.T. Anderson has said like his mother-in-law, I think is Japanese and he's seen it happen a lot. 
And I think like he still comes from this place of privilege where he can laugh at that sort of thing. Whereas especially like I've seen a lot of like Asian like film critics, film writers and not even film critics, writers, but just who like are like I'm hurt by this. And we've seen years of this and that there's this movie that like everyone like loves and they think is so delightful. And it's this prestige director that just has this weird kind of, if anything, like super basic. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's deep in the, like PT Anderson. Like I've talked before, I've gone on forever about how much like fandom, like fandom thread I fucking love. Right. And there's so much going on. There's so much thought in like the way they're like eating mushrooms and shit. Like there's so much subtext and stuff. And that like in the context of that film, we're making the scene where it's just, all it is is a guy doing an Asian accent as a joke. Yeah. And I don't know how to defend yeah. that. Like, I don't know what they're, and it feels like often it feels like people that defend it are just defending the filmmaker that they like. Yeah. And I love this filmmaker and I don't want to be caught in that trap because I just don't know how those scenes can be defended. Right. So that really like hurts this movie for me. And honestly, it's hard for me not to think yeah. of those scenes. Well, so like, the- it is like a weird, like if, I don't know, it's just, is. It's like if you were at a dinner party with a friend and then they said the N-word in the middle of the party, yeah. you could go on and have fun playing like taboo or whatever, but they said the N-word and when they leave, you're going to be like, what the fuck was that right. about? Yeah. Like, yeah. What it, they're not coming back to our yeah. fucking house. Like it, it has that element to it. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard because everything else is so like yeah. innocent and playful. And again, it just didn't add anything. See, so what is see, it here for, for? See, for me, I think that's the, the, those scenes are the, the worst part of this, but still for me, the ending just doesn't work. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, if the whole movie was like, again, similar to like the Belfast thing, if we felt like the whole movie was like Gary's point of view and at the end we had this like moment, like, I love you, Gary Valentine, and the kiss, and it's like, oh, like, you know, this is how a 15-year-old remembers like this like flirtation with a 25-year-old, except it sort of foregrounds Alana in the for the most of the movie. Yeah. 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 So it's just yeah. like, I mean, I, yeah, it's her with her sister, like talking about the relationship. Yeah. The only time you get a mature perspective is her just, side of it. It's just like, I understand there's a connection between them, but I just didn't like that as the end. Like I was fine with them be, having like this flirtation, but like for that to be the dead end of the movie, I was like, okay, I don't really like that. Here's my question. Yeah. How long do Gary and Alana date? Oh, a month. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, a month. Yeah. It, yeah, a month. They get to like second base yeah. and then, and he freaks out or something. Yeah. Or, and, yeah. Or like third base or something. And then she's like, oh, shit, I totally forgot. You're way too yeah. young. Yeah. Not long at all. Yeah. Which is why I was kind of fine with it. I mean, I agree with everything that you guys are saying, obviously. I, I, for me, the other parts, like the, there, again, it's, 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 it's very, more than anything, it's very like a, it's very set piece. Yeah. Like the, mm. the whole movie is set pieces well, and the set yeah. pieces that work. Yeah. Like the truck, everything yeah. with the truck and with Bradley Cooper yeah. so is great. great. And I love that. And again, like I'm like, and I like their other, yeah. a lot, the Heims, I like a lot of the stuff. I like a mm. lot of the yeah. stuff that, so that it overshadows the stuff that I don't like, but I think you're absolutely right with those. Those are issues with the movie and that sort of is going to stop it from being one of a higher echelon PT yeah. Anderson. And I do think, yeah, setting aside the, the Asian racism scenes, like it, yeah, like, yeah, like Craig, I agree. Like, I don't think it would be, it wouldn't be anywhere close to up there for me anyway. No. Like it wouldn't, it wasn't like it just, and it kind of is like, it's like if a movie is like vignettes and stuff, if it's like little portraits of things, like it has to be really, it's hard. Yeah, really it has good. to be like amazing. Like, it, yeah. like to really make me like love it and stuff. And I don't think it was like that good. And I get that it's very personal for him and he grew up in the Valley. And even as someone who lives in LA and lived in like Sherman Oaks when I first moved to LA, 
Um, at times I was like, wow, this is really inside baseball yeah. Valley stuff at yeah. times. Like, this is so Valley that I'm like, if Tail someone... Tail the cock and like, like all random, that stuff. You know, yeah. Like a person just so, like, like... Like somewhere else is like, I don't know why they would care like, about a, some of these apparently things. Apparently in and why the 1970s, literally anyone could open a business on Ventura. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like they just gave yeah. multiple storefronts to a fifteen-year-old boy. Like fifteen-year-old. Yeah, I also, honestly, well, can I that, that that honestly seems like something they would do. Here's now. the thing. I've driven from the thing. Down I don't, I don't believe because I know a lot of this is like based on like Gary Getzman stories, who's been a producing partner of Tom Hanks forever. So like, I don't even believe that a lot of it is false. I was just like. He just keeps opening businesses, like yeah. But I also I did I like yeah I didn't know I didn't get I did I don't know that I fully maybe I'm an idiot I don't know yeah like I but I kind of agree like I didn't get you are Gary like who Gary what Gary was doing exactly like what his he was like a he hustler, was an actor man. but he was like a hustler but I'm like then he does have money or doesn't because it seemed like he and his mom had money problems like they seemed yeah poor yeah but then he is opening this like business and he yeah, does but like, I this think arcade opening that the business but they had a physical business yeah. like yeah, and they had stuff in there and he just like, kept, like, he literally fully... just kept opening places for like 14 year olds to go heavy pet like he was yeah. just like yeah like every three months he was like i've got a new storefront and kind of have a band and free pepsi if you guys want to come finger yeah. each other for a little bit <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but it was and it was kind of just like oh i didn't see him i get that he's a hustler but i like i didn't see him hustle for that store i was like how did this happen yeah. like, i think what? he just i i felt like they did a job a good job of like he was good at talking to adults and sort of like getting them to back him and stuff, yeah. which made sense. But then I want to see him talk to that dumb adult who's like, okay, 15 year old kid, you can rent out the storefront. Um, sure. So sure. before we- there was some, there was some weird disconnect for me just in, in like in the, what was happening. Like, I, guess I don't maybe know. Because I don't know how to I, I guess maybe because he didn't look so young. I didn't, I, I wasn't as bothered. Well, so like my whole thing I, with I, it I is like getting that he was like a teenager. He's, he's, like in my head, he was like in, a little in older. real life. He's 17 and she's 23. And I just almost feel like then just make those the two ages. Make that the age gap. Yeah. yeah. And that's sort of in my mind. Cause I, I don't rem- I, that's I watched the movie with that. Yeah. Thought. Does that make yeah. sense? Like I didn't, I, I watched the movie through the lens of like, Oh, he's like a senior. Yeah. And she like graduated two years ago. I, That's what I watched. The, the, the second time I watched it, I watched it with my wife and my mother-in-law. And both of them, like, I think they thought the thing that was most unbelievable about that relationship was the scene when like uh, Danielle and Esty are both like, you know where she works, right? And she, they both were like, there's no way like a friend or a sister character would be like, hey, 15 year old guy, like you should go find my 25-year-old sister. We approve of this relationship and we're not just <laughs> yeah. like consistently like being like, why are you with the guy again? Like, I mean, I know she yeah. says it in the movie, but they were like, that was like the craziest part when they were like, go, teenage boy, go find our <laughs> go sister. To him. Go to the mayor's office. Go to him. I don't know. I've encouraged my sister to do a lot worse. <laughs> um, so before we move on, since this is a segmented movie, what's your favorite segment? The truck, when she's driving the truck backwards down the hill, I yeah. think is, is like the best part. That's I mean, like I mean, this but I'd say Bradley Cooper yeah. is my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. I love yeah, he was I actually, funny. honestly, I did like the Sean Penn part too a lot. Me too. And honestly, yep. I think that was one part where I think it did a good job bringing their story into the vignette too. Uh, yeah. Like I think it connected it very well of her riding on the bike and falling off and he goes and takes, you yeah. know, goes to her. Like I thought that was all really good. And also I love William Holden and stuff. So I kind of liked that. Like bringing together, and they were all yeah the bar they were at and everything. But even the bar, the restaurant bar that they were at, like I was like, oh, that's a valley place I've been, and like right. 
I don't know that most people yeah. give a shit. Just her auditioning too for that thing is so pain yeah. like painful. And also going to see the agent was was funny yeah, too. Yeah, I love the agent scene. I love the Bradley Cooper stuff. Um, but I think maybe my favorite just scene, and I think it's actually the star making scene for her, is um, the sex. This do it sexier on the phone. Oh yeah, where she's talking to the guy who's like trying to buy a waterbed. Yes, um, yes. Because I think that yeah. really like mm-hmm. kind of showcases her the best. Yeah, right? like she kind of came out of this like as a potential future star. All right. Yeah. I liked all the I like all the Hymns. I think Danielle yeah. needs to, but I would watch a movie. Maybe not Danielle, but I would watch a movie starring Esty. She's the oldest, you know. Maybe there's Skirtheim. No, we don't. We don't know. <laughs> Skirtheim, Mainheim, and Babyheim. But now Babyheim is is Famousheim. Yeah, is Famousheim. Yeah, and there were she was good. There were all there were a lot of good elements. I think to the she's movie. great. All, I thought yeah. she was great. And she I thought good. he was good too. He just I'd does like his dad, man. Yeah, it's he crazy. Just, he does the dad pocket thing where he puts his hands on yeah. his like waist yeah. and yeah, it's very funny. Um, Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Another Alley. one of Maddie's favorite. I was going to say these are like my fa- like a lot of my favorite filmmakers. Yeah. There. Not one of my favorite movies. Uh, this is a weird one for me. This movie, like, really. This movie is is interesting. I was kind of bored mm-hmm. in this movie, which is not a good sign. He's so great. I I think this is a like. Sometimes, like, I mean, he was so great in Licorice Pizza. He's so good in this movie, and the end is so... This is the year... Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place, but let me just say this. I was kind of bored in this movie, but this is the year of a lot of these movies... A lot of the movies that I've seen recently are... The ending pays off. Do you know what I'm Uh saying? Does that make sense? Like, this is the year of... This movie maybe wouldn't work, except the ending works so well that it partially redeems it. I think the ending of Nightmare Alley it, it ends up being so great. It just is kind of slow for me. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the design is like really cool. Like, I mean, obviously Guillermo del Toro—that's sort of his thing. And sometimes to the, mm-hmm. I would argue similarly. I think I like this a little bit more than Shape of Water, but I would say similar to Shape of Water. I feel like sometimes his design elements are almost sacri- he almost sacrifices story for them supersedes yeah. the story yeah yeah. Um, yeah because i think even in some of his best movies it does a little bit but it doesn't matter like even pan's labyrinth i think you would say the design is ultimately better than if you just sat down and read the script but i think they're both so strong it doesn't it's not as noticeable yeah. with a movie like that um yeah. Yeah, I just think there's certain things in this because there's sort of, you know, it's a little disjointed, I think, between the two main sections of the movie. I also don't think like the dad stuff, which we keep flashing back to, really ever pays off. I don't really think it says much about Bradley Cooper's character at all. And it makes. Well, I kind of thought, I kind of feel like I knew what happened. Yeah. Also, before they showed yeah. it, like I kind of got it. They like made he, it be like a big reveal le- at the end, and I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought he did. Yeah, I, thought I didn't think happened. his dad was like healthy and happy and hanging out at home or something, yeah. like calling home. Or something. <laughs> no. Honestly, that would have been a surprise if he like called home and was like, "Dad, I yeah, did it." What's up? <laughs> oh, good job, son. Hey, um, I, before I forget, is Kate Blanchett okay? That was fa- like her face. They made it look like that, right? I think they definitely made it look like that for "Don't Look Up," and I think in this, I think it's probably makeup and stuff as well, like the stylistic. Okay. Because I don't think she would be a person to fuck with her face right. to that extent. Because she's like a real actress. Right. She's like 
she's so amazing. Yeah. And and also just like it's not afraid. Whatever. She looks bananas in this movie. The the her the, and at one point Rooney Mara calls it out. She's like, "You and that frozen faced bitch." And I'm like, "Correct. Her face does not move. It's bananas." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just all as a whole, it doesn't super. Yeah, it just didn't really grab me. I think like I I don't know. I mean, like I love Guillermo. I think I think I like this. Mo- I if I didn't know Guillermo del Toro directed this movie, or like if it had been directed by someone else, I'd probably like watch it and be like, ugh, like right. But like I almost give it more credit because I'm like think of it as like almost like I'm like oh look, Guillermo's Guillermo's doing Guillermo likes this and kind of like just like makes me look at it in a different way. Um, but I think like he just I think like kind of I just you know I love I think Devil Devil's Backbone and Pan's Labyrinth are like two of my favorite movies of all time and I think he's just I love his work but it feels like it's just that case where like some restraint would be great. Yeah. Like it just, and it just feels like he's, he's doing what he wants to do and exploring these stories he wants to do, which is great or whatever. And he's earned it. But, but like, even, I don't know, I think it's this movie. Like, I think one thing that really like, you don't like, I passively, I didn't notice outright. And then I saw a lot of like cinematographers discussing the movie. There's a lot of camera movement and that, and like, there's, I've watched a lot of like little, like, like studies of like individual scenes where like. The like is downright chaotic. Approaching like editing in Bohemian Rhapsody levels of like why does this camera keep on moving? And then when he jumps back and forth between people, it's just like moving all over the place, and it kind of like makes scenes not feel satisfying or interesting or focused in any way. And I think kind of the whole movie has sort of that on a grander scale of just like okay, what are we? I don't know. I don't know what we're doing or what we're looking at at a certain point because there's so many different things and so like on on a moment to moment basis it, I had a lot of fun being like oh what's Guillermo doing here oh haha Guillermo likes this weird thing of like old carnivals and whatever that sort of stuff but yeah as a whole like it just wasn't like satisfying yeah. in the yeah. way that in the way that I think his early movies were extremely satisfying right. like yeah. I think like his old movies like Kronos like Kronos and Devil's Backbone and Pan's Labyrinth especially like like were tight. Like they come together at the end, like, and they always built towards like this really tight, like ending. And this has a build to something, but then it's just flattened, stretched out by so much in between so much like dressing. Well, I th- and I think that is like a problem you see, like as directors get more power and get final cut that like, you know, they, when they have more license, sometimes they're not as economical with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think there's certain scenes in this movie. I think the, I think the Mary Steenburgen um, scene is oh. legitimately shocking, like when yes. that happens. Agreed. And I love, I yeah. love the brutality, kind of at the end bit with Richard Jenkins and Holt McElhaney. Like he loves gore, man. he does. He but, loves. I, but but at the same time, that I kind of want it earlier in the movie, also because it just seems like yeah, it seems a little shocking. forced because you do have like some violent moments earlier that are not as gory. That it's yeah. almost mm-hmm. like, well, if you're going to do it now, I feel like it should have been throughout in a way. Yeah. yeah. It feels unearned. Yeah. I just, yeah. it's, it's like I look back because you mentioned like the Mary Steenburgen and stuff, but like, I'm like, oh, like what was like the Tony Collette stuff? I love Tony Collette, don't get me wrong, but I'm like her and her husband and stuff. Yeah. Like there's so much time and stuff like that that I then afterwards look back and I'm like, what were we doing there? Yeah. That also, like, why I'm ultimately spend so much time more interested that? in the first half. Like it I didn't, think. it didn't have like the punch, like moments didn't have like the, the punch of that, the Mary Steenburgen. Well, part. and I yeah. feel like you don't see. Like, they don't really, like, I feel like set up that he's this character that has all this drive. I guess we're supposed mm-hmm. to just buy it from when he, like, builds the new set for Rooney Mara's character that he thinks they can do more. But, like, that he would murder David Strathairn 
to steal his book. Yeah. And also they sort of make yeah. us feel like Tony Collette knows. Knows? Yeah. yeah. Why would she not sell him out? Like, yeah. I don't know. A lot of this, that stuff didn't yeah. work for me. I do think obviously, yeah. I think the ending is some people really like it. Other people think it's too telegraphed by Willem Dafoe, like talking about how to make someone a geek early in the movie. Yeah. But I, I thought it was a little. I think how Cooper, I think that last shot of Cooper is incredible. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind. I didn't mind. I, I, again, yeah, maybe it was telegraphed, but like in a movie that kind of like didn't, that meandered for me that like didn't make it was nice to hang my hat on those two moments right. and be like oh that's a nice that's a nice closed close to close to that circle yeah. because everything else felt very like sort mm-hmm. of like and then we're gonna do this and then we're gonna do that so and and again both tim blake nelson and um uh bradley cooper are so great in that yeah. scene that i was like oh no I, yeah. I like this they're good i just at that point i was like ready like i, I yeah. it just was so long yeah. i just was yeah. I was, like, this, I was like, I was like, okay, now, this, like, this scene was great, but, like, half hours. Yeah. Yeah, too long. Like, at that point, I'm just, like, I knew where it was. I did, like, it being telegraphed wasn't the problem with it, but it being kind of telegraphed in the context of, like, how long I had to wait for it, I yeah. guess, you know, was the issue for me, where I was like, oh, I know where this is going. Like, let's get to it. Right. And it would be, like, I think, again, like, I could, I think it could be, I didn't quite have the satisfaction, but it could have been really satisfying him, like, like Bradley Cooper, I forget exactly the line, but him basically agreeing to be a geek could have been super satisfying, even though it was coming, knowing I've it was coming. I've been waiting this, I'm, I'm in my whole life, I've been ready. Yeah, like, like it's almost like a payoff of like, oh, yeah. like, ha, it's, we're finally there. Could have been fun, but just because I was a little bit like, oh, we had a lot of like driving before this or whatever, a lot of scenes, and we had the flashback to the dad, and we had all yeah. these like different things. And I don't, but like again, like moment to moment, it's so, so much beautiful stuff in yeah. this movie. I know. That I love, and like I think you're almost so good. Um, I've, I've, I've told you my, my description of this movie. I can't remember if I've said this to you before, Megan, or if I, I don't, I don't think I've think said so. it on pod because I don't think we've really talked about the movie. Um, it's the story of a dapper Carney that turns into Jackson, Maine. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, you're right. That's not a bad description. And, and it, you know what it turns out? The, it's more interesting after he becomes Jackson, Maine, yeah. because that's when Allie enters the picture. That's right. I just want to say I fucking agree with that 100. percent I like Jackson Maine's one of the funniest oh, well, fucking Sam, characters. Oh well, Sam, I hate this. Whoa, whoa, Sam's Sam, back. Sam, Sam's back. Sam, what did oh, you sneak in? Sam, get out of here. He's sliding out. He's in the window. The window's open. You guys are gonna have to get him out of here because it's time to talk about. Shoot, shoot. It's time to talk about the power of the dog. Oh no! Oh no! Shut the door! Shut the door behind Sam! Okay, okay he's, we gone. Sh- he's gone. He's left. <laughs> I took him out back and uh, never mind. <laughs> no, that was you shutting the door, not shooting him <laughs> in the head. Good hey, Lord. It's my scene. <laughs> <laughs> People can't believe that I love this movie. I, 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 I This movie is great. I, I don't... It's, yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I, I, this movie, I don't know what to say. I mean, we've talk, we have talked about it on a podcast. Yeah, I guess people... Briefly, I think, people. Yeah. Um, I, it is... A slow burn, but again, the for me particularly, the ending really pays off, and there are some really beautiful performances, and it looks awesome, and like it kept my attention. I think this yeah, is the, a the, good movie. I, th- I think probably outside of the Sam Elliotts of the world, which probably are too many members of the Academy, honestly, I think probably the mm-hmm. thing that hurts this movie are people that are members that turn it off in the first hour. Because particularly on a second watch, the first hour is a lot more interesting, I think, because you know what's coming. But I think, but the first time I watched it, I was like, 
this first hour is a very slow burn, and then the second hour is a, more of a roller coaster and like really gets you into it. But yeah, I do think there are probably plenty of people that will not get to that point to see the turn, unfortunately. Which is a shame. Although I I still, even though it's a slow burn in the beginning, like there's a lot of Oscar movies that are slow burns. And I like, and I I think I also like, because I'm such a Jane Campion fan um, and the last thing, the last thing she did, Top of the Lake. You're a Jane Jane Champion, so. I'm a Jane Champion. I'm a Jane Champion. I I trusted that I, that where she was going, it was going to be great because, and also the, but just the, the groundwork that she laid with these characters is fucking great that scene with the piano good lord was so like such an uncomfortable yeah. scene so devastating the banjo um, or you're talking about when she tries to play for the group or early for the group. i think even early on when he likes first mocking her with the banjo which with the banjo. i just listened to i was just listening to a podcast and so the guy who wrote the novel which came out in 1955 this is basically like a true story up until the fact that maybe he killed his step uncle, like his step uncle died. So the Cody Smith McPhee character wrote. A yeah, because he book. like he talked about how like his step uncle would like do the same thing. He lived with his stepfather and mother, and his mother would play the piano, and his uncle would pluck out the same thing on the banjo. And he, his uncle, spoiler alert, died of anthrax poisoning. Eventually, whoa. Um, so it's very much like how much of this story was autobiographical? Was it all of it? Because <laughs> interesting. That is so interesting. That makes me like it even more. Um, um, interesting. Anthrax. You don't see people die from anthrax a pretty lot. Pretty dia- pretty diabolical plan. Uh, Cody oh, Smith McPhee had a real again know. talk about a really have to plan. have a lot of things come together for this yeah. to work but you know what mm-hmm. and also I love at the end I know we're skipping like a ton of the movie talking about this but I love that he still has the rope at the end and it's yes. like is he gonna give this to fucking every other cow hand that like mocked him and like yeah like <laughs> the way that he deals with the handles it with the gloves too I'm just I'm like oh you smart motherfucker I I and I love, um, I really feel like they have good chemistry, Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plunkett. Yeah, it's almost like, like they're married they're... in real life. Or they're not married. They're yeah. engaged and have two children. But Are they not married? I don't think they're oh, officially yeah, married. But... Okay. Well, anyway, they, they're... It's time. It's time they... Sometimes married people don't have great, great chemistry. And I and I just thought that they were... Well, that's, I really that's... bought them. And I, and, I, and I think this works. I think so much of this movie works because you are rooting for yeah. them. In a, well, in a weird well, way. Well, the scene where he gets choked up when they're dancing, I think, is really beautiful. Yeah. And then, honestly, like, you're rooting for them, and you know what? Phil dies, and it fixes all the problems. <laughs> yes. So guess what? He was right. Like, yeah. That, that, that is... The, the, so he was right all along, Cody, Cody Smith McPhee. He knew it. <laughs> Smart man. Um, Weird-looking dude. Maddie, I want to hear your thoughts, because I have one uh-huh. sort of... sort this, of big I, problem with this movie... Okay. That I think I, that I, honestly, I think pushes it from a four and a half star movie to a five star movie, but I don't want to ask the question until oh. after we hear your thoughts. Um, I honestly, I like weird. I feel like I I don't have much to say about this movie, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I really liked it. I thought yeah. it was great, but many times I've talked to friends. I talked to a friend last night who just like didn't like it and hated it and didn't. And we've had lots of friends who said they'd hated it and didn't like it. And they're like, yeah, I don't really know what's there. Like, what's there? And I feel like 
more than any other movie, I've had trouble kind of defending it, I guess, and like articulating exactly why I liked it or what was so unique. Because anytime I get to like a lot of the elements, like I do think the ending was cool and the twist and stuff, but like a lot of it was kind of ground I've seen before. Sure. I mean, amplified by the fact that Jane Campion's like an incredible director and it was a beautifully filmed movie yeah. and everything is played perfectly. I guess that's why I like that execution of everything. But at its core, I don't really know exactly what I liked so much about it. So I, I that's a I, bad non-answer in a way. But like it, 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 I don't know what it exactly did I mean, differently. I think, that kind but of I think tick, check the just, box much differently from like a very similar movie that I'd be like, I've seen this before. Right. But I, I think you to. just said it. It's the great of execution. Right. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, the ending, the twist is great and it makes the rest of the movie play. Like the, the ending is... The, the twist at the ending is what makes, and we talk about twists. We we just talked about it with uh, in um, you know Eastern storytelling or whatever. Like the twist is what makes the rest of it. Thanks. The twist is what makes the rest of it um, like work. But again, even if it didn't have that, the grade of execution on yeah. the directing and the and the acting and and everything just working so perfectly is what makes the movie Oscar worthy. Yeah. I just don't sense? know from it's like from that like thematic perspective or like what it has to say say about everything. I don't know. I don't know that it I don't know what it offers necessarily that's different. And again like I'm saying this but it sounds like a negative but I lo- I loved it. I thought it was great. I loved watching it. I thought it was really interesting. Um but yeah. I just it yeah, I don't know. It I guess that's why it's not in my five Discussionable movies what's that I your, want to sit and read and talk about what's that your, I'm what, saving. What's your question? Sorry, yeah, Craig, you had Craig, a, you're going to make me love this. Movie. So, what I think holds this movie back is Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, oh yeah, we talked about this. You didn't, you don't love him. Oh, I was going to say I don't like him. Nor I've never really loved him before. I've never been a huge fan, but this movie kind of made me like. I him. thought I, I think he's better in this. this than he than he's been in almost everything. And I s- still think. And hmm. my question was. Can you guys think of an actor in this role that you think would have made it a better movie? Because I think that's what holds me back. Like, we've talked about, like, one thing, like, I don't buy it with It better him. not be Sam Elliott. I, I, <laughs> I knew that. Marty, you can't keep me down. <laughs> no, but, no, bitch, I so, broke into no, the back Sam, window. get back outside. So, Sam, out the window. Out. Shoo, shoo, so, shoo. so Megan and I talked about this, I think, when we talked about it on our year-end list, is, like, one thing I don't buy is, like, like, there's this whole thing about them going and being, like, you need to wash up before dinner. And there's just something about Benedict Cumberbatch, like, I don't believe he smells bad. Like, even yeah. in this character. Like, and maybe that's just because of, that's my baggage with Doctor Strange and Sherlock and, like, yeah. the imitation yeah. game also, and stuff. He's very physically, he's very physically, like, slight. And, like, he doesn't look like he's been working, like, pulling, like, he could not do anything with a cow. Honestly, the cow a, will a take Bradley Cooper, to be real. Like, a Bradley Cooper, yeah. like, that, that type of, like. What do you guys think of a McConaughey? Could we? Too pretty. Okay. Too pretty, I think. Too and pretty. I get, I thought, isn't Cumberbatch kind of pretty? Isn't yeah, kind that's, of a, I think that's the point then? that I think that's the oh, okay. point that Craig you. is making. I get you. Get you, get you know you. what I mean? I actually didn't have a problem with. I feel the same way that I, I, I've not loved Benedict Cumberbatch and stuff, and I actually really liked him in this. But I get what you're saying, Craig, in that it's not a perfect cast. I just think he's talented, but I can see the. I can see him trying. Yeah. And I, maybe that's true for, for most things that he does because he is so like... Mannered. He seems like a good student. Right. He's such an actory actor that I see him acting in a way. Whereas somebody like a, a Bradley Cooper, it would I think it maybe would be a little bit more effortless. It just, what if you threw in like a... Oh, I was just going to say, because for me, like it's... 
Like, when he's, like, doing the things that are, like, bullying. Like, I get, like, for Phil, maybe that is a little bit of a put-on because he's trying to hide, you know, this inner part of Mm -hmm. himself. He's trying to hide his Bronco Henry days, et cetera. Yeah. But it seems so obvious. Like, it doesn't doesn't seem seem like a... Like, it seems like if I was, like, a cowhand with, like, half a brain in my head, I'd be like... Yeah. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't really want to be doing this right now. Like he's well, like he just doing it for no reason. Like He doesn't read as physically intimidating. Right. Like I don't think he's going but to like fly someone off like, the handle and beat you up in a way that a Bradley Cooper Well, could. here's the thing, but I think someone who's not necessarily physically intimidating either, someone like Ben Foster. Mhm. Oh yeah. Like yeah, which well, there's like which, a craziness he's grun- too. He's grungy. Yeah. He's grungy. And that might be he's and that grungy. honestly might be too much in the other direction, like if he had played the yeah. role. But I don't know, like, even watching it again, I was like, he's my least favorite part of the movie, and he's the lead. I, I was yeah. going to say, what would you guys think? I mean, obviously he passed away, but I almost like like a Philip Seymour Hoffman type who, like, isn't even, like, masculinely, bodily masculine, right. but, like, has kind of that, like, confident, like, that kind of snide confidence about him, sort yeah. of, that, like... I don't know, that physically, like, dominating perso- persona, yeah. I guess, where, like, he's the presence in the room. Yeah. And, like, you don't want to talk back to him. Yeah. Like, you don't think you have, like, you, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, listen, uh, I, I think I think the movie still is great and works. Oh, yeah. Benedict, even though I think there could have been a better choice, but I think my pick is Bradley Cooper. What if Cody Smith McPhee, McPhee, oh, McPhee, Cody Smith Smith? Are you Cody, okay? Are you Cody, having a stroke right now? What if Cody, what if Coda, Coda? Coda? Coda. Sam? No. <laughs> Children of, what if what Cody is it? played all the parts? Children though? of deaf adults. Okay, thank you. Children of deaf adults. What if Cody played all the parts? Cody in all the yeah. roles, like a nutty, nutty professor. Yeah. The kid's talented. He could do it. Where's the suit? Of is he going to win, you think? No. Probably. No. No? No. Tro- Troy Kotzer has won every award Troy, since hey. the. Which one is that? The father Coda. of Coda. Oh, yeah, he's Coda. been winning. Coda. He's been winning everything. He's like, I'd say, look at the nominees. He, I don't he's 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 them. the guaranteed winner. Coda's other two nominees, I kind of think they're probably the front runner for Best Picture, winning PGA. Honestly, at this point, mm. but um, I definitely the adapted screenplay. I don't think they will get, but um, I think Kotzer's. Wow, I think Kotzer's definitely at the bottom. Win. I'd put I'd put him at the bottom of this list, but that's fine. I'm not crazy about any of the nominees for actor in a supporting Hines? role. Come I on. mean, I like it. I don't know that it like I'm not like oh he has to win though. Well, Usually, Jake supporting e. I feel like I have one. Jake Simmons was the best part of that of being the Ricardo. Yeah, side. but you yeah. were not giving Jake like e. Simmons I mean, doing Fred from the Oscar <laughs> even yeah. over Troy Kotzer. Come on now, that's no, you're that's, okay. Okay, maybe that. That's a Maybe that's, that's true. Maybe that's Let's true. talk. Time to admit. Time to admit that you're J.K. <laughs> let's uh, that let take J.K. J.K. Thank you. Um, let's bring this home. West Side Story. Yay! What is there to be said oh. about West Side oh. Story that we that hasn't already been said? Are you doing the trying to do the whistle? Everyone's leaning away from microphones, afraid. <laughs> <laughs> To destroy the I've talked sound about this quality. movie a ton. This is my favorite movie of the year nominated. Or no, not, not my favorite movie. Not my se- but my favorite of the nominated movies, my second favorite movie of the year. Uh, I mean, it's gorgeous. It's for those people that were like, do we need another West Side Story? We did. And we got the West Side Story we deserved. It's beautiful. Maddie? Yeah, it's great and I love it. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's my second favorite. I like Drive My Car more, but I, it's... It's spectacular. It's wonderful. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree that I was like, oh, what is what are you going to do in 2022 West Side Story? And I think the one thing I would say is that it 
it fixed a few of the things yeah. that don't hold up, like in terms of like racial portrayals and stuff. I mean, and it 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 like also it like surprised me in just ways I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Like especially when they when like. I think a lot of people have had like the moment when you realize like, oh, they're speaking Spanish heavily and there's no subtitles here yeah. and little choices like that, like really just expand the story in a, in a, in a cool sort of way. Um, and I just, and also like, I also like read about like where they moved parts and I think it moved, like it moved cool boy to like before, before riffs dies. Yeah. Like it was originally after or whatever, like, yeah. they, like the way they move things around, like enhance the story a good deal. And it's just, just so well done and all the musical scenes. And I think like the, um, and also like I read a whole, <laughs> I read a whole long thing about like, I feel the, I feel pretty sequence and how that's recontextualized as them being maids cleaning up, right. cleaning up a department store for like wealthy clothes that they can't afford. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes like a lot of moves like that, that just adds so much to the story and make it a much deeper, bigger, yeah, story in addition to Steven Spielberg is so good at spectacle and it's crazy that he hasn't done a musical yet and he does an awesome job yeah. with it. Also Ariana DeBose needs to win. Yeah. She's, she's, if she doesn't she, win, I'll be there. Yeah, that's, that's she's, like, she's I know, but I'm just saying so. if yeah. she doesn't, it's, that's the one like nominee of anything that I'm like, if she doesn't win, it's she's a star. Rip's a star. I think, and I also think, I, I feel like because she's paired with Ansel Elgort, who's the weaker, the weakest link in this chain. Although he didn't bother me, people want it. I get it. He's a creep. Whatever. Well, that, I, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a problem in retrospect. I think this is probably the best he's ever been in a movie. I think, but yeah. I do think mm-hmm. like, because Allie, we watched it last night because you know she was on our 1961 episode. She was in West Side Story in high school, um, and she loved it. And she was like, I wonder why they didn't just like recast him like they've done with other people. And I was like, I think it probably was just like so some of the scenes were just like too much. Like it probably took two weeks to shoot the scene at the gym and like you just couldn't yeah. reshoot sure. all that with everything he's in. Um, For sure. But, but yeah, it is a little bit of a bummer, especially because like he's also like not, he's fine. Like, but it's. He's, I think he, listen, he's not yeah. a dancer and cool no, boy, he, is he a does dan- a great job. He actually job. is a dancer. Oh, well, then he does a great job. <laughs> no, I mean, that's because that's the whole reason that Edgar Wright cast him, cast him in Baby Driver. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, I thought he, I thought he really, I was like, when, when Cool Boy started and it was, it was clear that there was going to be kind of a dance off between him and Riff, the guy that plays Riff, yeah. I was a little worried. Um, and I thought he did a great job and held his own. And I liked that he cried at the end of the, I thought that was a nice moment yeah. too. Um, but I think because she gets paired with, she's paired with him, people, and because Ariana DeBose is so luminous, people are really overlooking, um, what's her name, Maria? Rachel Zegler. Rachel Zegler. She's great. And I yeah. think there, another thing that the movie did, that this movie did versus the other one, is it gave her a lot more agency. Mm-hmm. She's kind of the one that like makes the move on Tony in the beginning. And she 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 just seems like a, a much more forceful sort of personality yeah. Yeah. Um, than Natalie Wood's uh, yeah. Maria. And I, I appreciated that too. And it, and it made the ending so much more satisfying, yeah. I guess, and, and emotionally effective for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I I feel like I look. I haven't seen the old one in a long time. I never like loved it a ton, but like I feel like when I look back on it, I think of it so much from the Jets. Wait, what are the white people? Yeah, the, the Jets. Jets gang, <laughs> the, the Jets. I think of it from their perspective, like that movie. Most of my memory is that, and then we cut away for Alfio Pretty, or like we cut away to the other thing. And this one, at least in my like, I feel like it it deals more in the the shark side, or you know, more in um. Her and Maria's side of it, yeah, yeah, and gives just all that. That whole world just feels so much more fleshed out and more, especially like part of it is like the Spanish stuff. But just like it just feels like seeing them in their home and there's like, I don't know, one of, like one of my favorite scenes, just a simple scene of like, what's the brother's name? I forget his name. The character um, Bernardo. 
Bernardo. Bernardo. Bernardo. Like Bernardo and, and her, like just in like their kitchen and stuff. And it's just like, it's really well played and they really feel like real characters, like yeah. playing like a real scene. And Marita Moreno making, making Doc, the Doc character, Valentina, yeah, and those are like Moreno a nice touch. was a, also a great, like a, a, a nice way yeah. to bridge that and bring that yeah. kind of into And it. even just like little things, like I was, I, it, I was it, doesn't, it doesn't upend anything when she like accuses them of attempted rape. Like it straight up like it goes is. there. It it's is, a, yeah. yeah. No, it is, so and I'm much... like, I'm glad they called yeah. it out. Like, and I'm well, like, oh, I, they for did me, it. They that, just... that's the emotional height of the movie. And I don't yeah, know if it's because 100%. I have a slightly less of a uh, connection. Like I, like I don't like uh, the Tony portrayal as quite as much. But like, I think the end still works. But for me, the emotional height is basically her saying, mm-hmm. "Chino shot Maria." Like yeah. I think that's like well, the height it, of the film. And it makes total, but it makes way more sense why she does that oh, yeah. in this one. In the in the original, they kind of push her yeah. around a little bit, and you're like, you're really fucking yeah. this up for well, everybody. You know when she lies, but then she, I'm like, I get why she. You lies. know what's interesting in uh, in rewatching it is um, they sort of foreshadow that with the jets in the in the officer Krupke scene. Remember that when they're all in there before anybody's runs out and all the cops run after her, it's the after them. Um, it's the jets and the cops and there's like one sex worker in there. Oh yeah. And then everybody runs out and she's talking to them and she locks herself in that cage by herself. So she's not in the room with the rest of the jets. And I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. Like watching it back now and seeing how they treat Anita Uh that this, like they don't make a big thing out of it. Like she's just like, I can't be stuck in a room with seven guys. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what they're going to do to yeah. me. Like, I'm going to, like, yeah. pull myself out of this situation. But I thought that was yeah. really cool watching it back. I think I've said it before. Mm-hmm. I really like the violence they add to the dances because they don't pull, like, any punches and being like, these are gangs that dance. But there's something much more violent about the dance. Yeah. I also yeah. like the fear in Riff and Bernardo's eyes when they're in their knife fight that both of them are yeah. afraid and they're both, like, young men like doing this and they're like afraid of what they're doing as opposed to us just being like, these are two hardened like gang members that yeah. like, this doesn't mean anything they to felt, them. They felt, they were, they felt like kids. They were kids that like got, and I think they, they did that in the beginning with like, even in the beginning when they have the first like little fight rumble that Corey Stoll breaks yeah. up or whatever, they're kind of bloodied and a little and a little beaten and bruised and you really got the feeling of like these kids are over in yeah. over their head, you know? And I just think that it, it's just, and, and, and then on top of that, everything like way to like, obviously this was shot on sets, but man, it looks so, this world looks so real. Yeah. And I mean, so yeah, definitely, in. definitely shout out to Janusz. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Dune and the power of the dog have really overtaken the cinematography. Um, category here and it's going to be one of the two is eventually going to win but some of the shots in this movie are spectacular yeah, um, yeah. it's it's hard just it's just the way people the don't appreciate like, and the light comes in the light yeah. well just like the, the shot from above when riff and bernardo are dead and like you know the, it yeah. went viral the shot of them entering the dance like yes. yeah so but i also think like it's not appreciate like color is not appreciated in filming yeah. like, like especially lately like you get like people love so much and not that it's not beautiful power that's beautiful but like a wide shot of like a brown empty desert with like one person very small like in the distance like it's like oh that's a gorgeous shot but then like like the shot of like Ber- or bernardo dipping um anita 
I'm afraid Anita, Anita. like in that middle of that dance sequence yeah. is so like perfectly like framed and everything, but it's so well lit. Like, and the way the white like, people in the so Puerto Ricans are wearing different gorgeous, colors at the dance. And the way things pop and interact, like it's hard to light things to be vibrant. Like it's hard to light things so that like you can kind of have a visual story in an image, like that there's different parts of the image that are different levels and colors and stuff. And it does such a good job of that at all, like from beginning ever at all moments. Yeah. The opening sequence when they're walking around is, is like gorgeously shot and lit. And I think like it kind of, yeah, like it is like it loses its just kind of what people tend to think of as like what's good, yeah. quote unquote, cinematography. Yeah. You don't think of like, oh, a bright, colorful, beautiful image quite as much as being like good as like the moody shot yeah. or the expansive shot or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, John Ford ruined filmmaking That's my point. <laughs> How green was my valley, asshole? I'll show you. <laughs> Um, Not green enough. I'll tell you what, John Ford, I can kill now because I hate now. Whoa. 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 <laughs> How many bullets are left, Gino? Fun. Sorry, that's that's more of the Natalie Wood. Yeah. Movie. All right. And I think they fixed that. <laughs> I, think, I think they did better this time. That's what I want to say. I just want to say, like, I, yeah, you're, also, you're wrong we, if you think the old one's better. It's not better. It's this not one's better. better. This one's better. Yeah. Sorry. And it may, might be a better one in 50 yeah. years. Um, sure, we'll see. All right, let's do it. We're going to go from 10 to 1. Let's do, we'll each do our 10, each do our 9, each do our 8. We'll go through that way. I will tell you, and I feel like it's trending in the same direction with you guys, but maybe things will be slightly different. For me, I have a very firm bottom five and a very firm top five. Yeah, me too. Um, Maybe top four. And then I think I have a very firm top three that I would not be surprised if also are your top threes. And I think all three of our orders might be slightly different. But I feel like even from discussing this, unless I'm, I could be surprised, but it seems like we're all trending in a, the way of three different movies, basically. And then a, and we're all, and a couple and, and, others and that are like, like right also, there. Yeah. And we're correct. Yes. It feels yeah, like of course. we're definitely correct. All right. So Maddie, uh, num- we'll start with you. You're number 10. Number 10 is the only movie here that I don't want to ever talk about again. That I don't like is Don't Look Up. My don't, number 10 watch this. is also Don't Look Up, Don't Watch This. My number 10 don't. is also Don't Look Up. Number nine. This might surprise you because I love P.T. Anderson, but I have to put licorice wow. pizza here. Yeah, I, just, I just think, that I just don't surprising. like, I don't know. I can't, I don't know. I can't, I don't know. Just Wow. My number nine is scenes. Coda, which makes me, which, yeah, Coda, no. Kono. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, really deep in thought. I'm very deep in thought. I think my number nine is King Richard. Number eight. Coda. Coda. Meg. My number my number eight's Nightmare Alley. Uh, my number eight is Coda. Number seven. Nightmare Alley. I get them. Filmmakers I love, I'm ranking low. I know. Meg. My number seven is uh, King Richard. Uh, my number seven is also Nightmare Alley. Number six. We're now at the, we're now at the level of like, I'll just watch this if it's on, I think. Uh, King Richard for me. I'll watch King Richard Meg. if it's on. Uh, Belfast. Um, and that's my number six also, Belfast. Maddie, number five. Belfast. 
My number five is Dune. Now I like these movies. Now we're getting into the movies that I, I legit think are really like, I guess Belfast. I like too. Uh, my number five is licorice pizza. Number four. Dune. My number four is the power of the dog. Uh, my number four is Dune. Number three. The power of the dog. Meg. Licorice pizza. Uh, Mine is drive my car. Two. West Side Story. West Side Story is the one of the two that I would is my discussion tier, my top. Okay, mine is um, drive my car. And mine is West Side Story. So we all have different number ones, but all of our number ones are in everybody else's top four. So Maddie, your number one is drive my car. And my number one is West Side Story. And my number one is the power of the dog. Wow. The only surprise in that top 10 was I was I was still surprised even with how you talked about it, that licorice pizza was so low on your list, Maddie, but I get it. I just can't. It just has yeah. this nagging thing. There. I I'm get almost it. even like, should I put it below? Don't look up. It almost feels like. No. How <laughs> dare you? How fucking dare you? Get it together. I know. So I love with PT. that, with, PT, with our ranking, time, what, what would win? Uh, do you know, Craig? Is there a way to do that? So. If we it was just us voting in the Academy, which. Well, so it would preferential. It would basically it would basically be a tie with just the three of us because well, no, I guess I guess Westside would win because it was number two for Maddie and I and number one for you, and then it would mm-hmm. be Drive My Car, which was number one for Maddie, number two for you, and number three for me, and then Power of the Dog, okay. which was one, three, and four. Three, three. Oh. Yeah. So interesting. Interesting. Okay with that. I would. I, I would. It would be fun if West Side Story won just for like this fun. I hate. I don't. I just don't like how this movie's been like framed as a failure. Yeah, so I'm kind of. Yeah, like it was so good. I'll be honestly. Historically, like, I'm sort of okay with it not winning Best Picture just so we don't have the same film. Even though yeah. I agree that this version I think is better than the '61 version, I don't have a problem with us not having West Side Story having won Best Picture twice. But um, yeah, I mean, it would be. You know, it's very good. It, I, it would be great if it was more in the conversation. Um, yeah. I still think it's going to be between Coda and Power of the Dog. Um, but be- before we uh, before we run away, Maddie, uh, why don't you tell us um, your top five of the year? My five, and these are movies that now, I like be, went and read about. Be, be quick. Yeah. Be. Okay, I'll be quick. Okay, so Drive My Car, West Side Story, two of them. I think you've talked about Worst Person in the World a ton. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's in my top five. That's my, my favorite one. movie of the year. Uh, my number four movie of the year, though, uh, Worst Person in the World five. Green Knight would be my number four movie. I absolutely love the Green Knight and want to read more about mm-hmm. it. We just watched that a few nights ago. Finally, and Dev Patel's very... I love Dev Patel. Love He's Dev so Patel. good. Also, he, he pet my dog once, and he was very nice to me. Um, number three, West Side Story. And then number two is my one other movie that, like, I really do stand about, and I love it the more I think about it, and it's Titan. Okay. Um, which I think, like, was a... It's like a body horror movie that I was, like, ready for something to be fucked up and weird. And it definitely had elements of that, and it's not for everybody, and I've said, Megan, don't watch this movie. But I wasn't expecting, like... He said, like, don't watch this Craig, movie. Craig, you saw it, yeah. right? I, I just wasn't expecting just how sweet the relationship would end up being between the father character and her and where it was going for kind of took, caught me totally off guard and I kind of loved it. And that relationship has made my favorite relationship in a movie this year, other than the driver. And see, so um, it's sort of the opposite 
of how I feel about that movie and that I didn't really know what I was going into ex- expecting. And then I really liked how the movie started out. It seemed like it was going to be what I wanted promising young women mm. woman to be. And then I didn't really like it once it shifted gears. But it was gotcha. also, you know, Adam Mall, who was just on this podcast, it was is one of his favorite movies of the year also. So yeah, a lot of people I are really into loved it. it yeah. And yeah, I just totally didn't expect it. But it's, yeah, it's really, it's, it's stayed in my head ever since I watched it months and months ago. Yeah. Um, I'd love to tell. That would mean probably of all the movies, I think Worst Person in the World would end up being our pick because it's Megan's number one, my number two, mm-hmm. and your number five. So I think that would probably... It's a great movie. I, it's it's a bummer that didn't get nominated. I wish they. I think they. I know they've kind of broken barriers with foreign films, but it feels like they're now like, okay, we get one foreign. Well, film I really think. Yeah. I really think it might have gotten nominated, even if there was going to be just one. It might have gotten nominated over Drive My Car, just because I think it's more accessible for people, just because it's an hour shorter. I think. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it. There's you know. There's some light, funny yeah. stuff in it too. But I, I yeah. think they just released it too late. And I think, I don't oh, I don't okay. fully buy in because obviously the Academy voters have everything. But I think when things get released very late, Megan and I talked about but this with Cyrano also, yeah. it just mm-hmm. ends up like at the very bottom of a pile because yeah. people are like, well, if they're not releasing it, clearly they don't think it's good enough to yeah. compete for these then awards. And they didn't believe in it, which is a shame because it is that, if you haven't seen that movie, that movie fucking yeah. Uh, I also think Tragedy of Macbeth should have been nominated. Throw that out there. Could, yeah, I mean, that's in my top ten. It was like my yep. six, very close. Is Denzel yeah. nominated? I also loved it. He is, yes. right? Denzel got nominated. God, I, I Denzel needs to win. win. He right? won't win. I wish he would win. He was so this good. Is just, I, I don't, absolutely I don't, love Denzel. I don't think we talked about this on pod, but if, it does very much feel like, for me, one of these years that we're just like, oh, yeah, Denzel Washington and Olivia Coleman are two of our best actors, and we nominated them, but we're going to pretend like people are actually better than them and not give them the awards, yeah. even though yeah. Yeah. they're like, better than was... anyone they're nominated against. Like, Yeah, I think like, you're right. I just I threw out that. Right. I was like, he's so good. Yeah. Like, his, he's so good. Just for like, performing Shakespeare. Like, yeah, he's excellent. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like, oh, my God, he's so good. Um, Maddie, is there anything yeah. you'd like to yeah. plug? Um, oh, I have a podcast about beer called Liquid Bread that you can listen to when we talk about beer. Um, other than that, I don't know. Nothing else. Watch, Go watch some episodes of Teen Titans Go. You want to plug hero books or that's just not going to come out? That's not out. We don't know what the distribution is for that yet. Meg? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Murphy Megan and I'm on Twitter at Too Many Megans. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at the Oscar should on Instagram or Facebook at the Oscar should have gone to, um, if you like what you listen to, as always, we love to read your reviews. Um, so think about doing that. It also brings more people to the pod. We will be diving back into time sometime soon. Um, but you know, we gave you, I don't know, like two and a half hours of podcast to listen to. So so space this out over the next week and then you can go back and re-listen to it. uh, if it's a, if it's a minute before we come back. Um, but we appreciate you guys so much for listening Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good time. We did.